0: Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign Kilo India 6, November Alpha Zulu.
1: And I'm Leia KN6NWZ.
0: And we like to talk about ham radio, among many other things. So come along with us, won't you? Hey Leah, how is it going this week for you?
1: Good. Uh, we have been working this week on getting Ben off of his training wheels. He had decided... Mm-hmm. Uh, a week or so ago, that he no longer wanted training wheels. I think it was because we went to go hang out with some of his friends, uh, yes. none of which have training wheels.
0: The peer pressure of, of other friends who are coordinated, right. to unlike you unlike want to Edison, be also coordinated.
1: Yeah, unlike Edison, who's like, I'm going to leave my training wheels on forever. I'm fine like this. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that is what Edison said
1: today. Uh, but I tried teaching Ben. Yes. And I think that was really frustrating for him and I. Okay. But he said he wanted to come back to it and try it again. Because okay. what, Ben has an issue with making sure the bike stays in motion, right? He's almost he, afraid. He gives it
0: no forward momentum.
1: Yes. And I keep telling him you can't balance a bike that's not moving.
0: Right. Apparently we're both saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, it got to the point where it, I wasn't frustrated, but it got to the point where I kind of needed to demonstrate it for him. Yes. So I lightly just pushed his bike and let it fall over. And uh-huh. then I shoved his bike and let it roll on its own accord. Uh-huh. And it will go appreciably further if you just push it. Right. Right. So I think that makes sense. But it's tough because, you know, kids are worried about falling. Yeah. Naturally. And and he did hurt himself a couple of times. So that oh, put a pause. Oh, he was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> that put a pause on the, the day. But he's he's doing a good job. You can do it.
1: There's actually a device that you can buy that attaches to a bicycle seat. um, And then it has a long pole that comes off of it Mm -hmm. so that you can actually help them balance while being far enough back so you don't interfere with the wheels. I
0: don't know. That sounds like a death trap. I think I'll... I'm fine with the handle holding. uh, There's a handle on the back of the seat. It's fine. I had no problem. I was no. I was not worried about hurting myself or him at any time. Okay. Anyway, thanks for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. We really enjoy making it, and we do like to kick things off with a little bit of ham radio. And today, I am going to make this minute.
1: Never a minute.
0: Pick a connector. That sounds like it could be a minute.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Pick <laughs> so, a connector. Just do it. Just shut up and do it.
0: Uh, there's already the 12-volt connector that uh, it's a little... What
1: kind of connector are you talking about? Because ham radios have a million connectors, mm-hmm. right?
0: Very good question. Yes. So the the first connector that kind of is like everywhere. Most manufacturers use 12-volt power um, to be these little barrel connectors, right? It's The negative is on the outside of this... Cylinder, and then Mm -hmm. there's a hole in the middle, and that's the positive. And then the outbound of that is a red and black wire. Well, you got to connect that red and black wire to something for DC power. It doesn't go to like a wall plug, right? So the RC community, they've got a connector. Well, ham radio community, we've got a connector too. Oh, really? It's called the Power Pole.
1: Oh, the Anderson? The
0: Anderson Mm -hmm. Power Pole. Now, I'm not telling you you have to do this, right? You could go get a banana plug male and female connectors. You could use automotive spade connectors. There's a multitude of things you could do. I really like Andersons though. I really like Andersons. They are very effective if you have to unplug and plug something in often. So like portable power solutions for mobile ham radio, or maybe going in a car. Or in my case, I review a lot of radios on my workbench space and I have a 12 port power pole breakout panel. And so I can just plug in and pull out these different DC connectors anytime I want and plug in different equipment so I can run you know just not too long ago I was playing around with a TNC and a mobile radio so there's two Andersons right there and I have another radio that's usually always plugged on so that's on an Andersons my go box that I recently built it's lousy with Andersons the whole thing is just connected <laughs> via Andersons everything is just Andersons upon Andersons to make so it work So your
1: your ham shack is like has as many Anderson power poles as some areas have cicadas at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> it's filthy with, with Andersons.
0: Yeah. They, uh, and they're on a seven year generational cycle as well. They're, they're <laughs> underground and they, they dig themselves. And they come out, out to make. And they're like, my precious sis, So much. <laughs> sis, 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 yes. <laughs> come connect to power they're just, devices. They're for so
1: me. loud. And then they're just know?
0: screaming, just nonstop screaming. <laughs> That's right. You get it.
1: Yeah. You get it. And that, they're not really loud though.
0: No. Yeah. Unless you I guess connected them the wrong way. And you just short you know, shorted your whole D C line. Sure. That sure. could be pretty loud. And painful, depending on how you go about things. Well anyway. Uh, thanks again for clicking on the Hammer New Christ course. I appreciate that wow well, I doubt I don't know what I'm doing right now. That's a whole voice that I picked up. I don't know how that happened. I don't know that I can stop doing this now. Please stop. (laughs) So have a drink with us today. Apparently, uh, we already got started. Uh, We are drinking vodka and club sodas. Going back to a classic. Just the Tito's.
1: It's not really a classic, though, because today I actually mixed it. You
0: decided to get crazy.
1: With a liquid IV. It's called a hydration multiplier using cellular transport technology.
0: That just means salt. (laughs) that's what it means i'm trying to
1: hedge against a painful friday morning
0: did you say amino acids was that the transport mechanism
1: i didn't it says non-gmo electrolyte drink mix
0: yeah that's salt
1: (laughs) is it I'll, i'll tell you what's in it there's pure cane sugar dextrose citric acid salt potassium citrate sodium citrate dipotassium phosphate silicone dioxide Ribo. no it's not ribo okay uh oh it's stevia leaf extract (laughs) natural flavors vitamin c vitamin b vitamin b b3 and b5 and b6 and b12 whoa (laughs) so there you go it's also going to ward off mosquitoes all them bees yeah to
0: fight the mosquitoes
1: Yeah, that's That's it. That's perfect. (laughs) That's how you remember which vitamin you need to load up on in the summer to keep mosquitoes from biting you.
0: Just take B, vitamin B. Vitamin B. Mosquitoes don't like it? Mm -hmm. It's the uh, bananas that get Mm you. Mosquitoes love bananas. Well, they love your blood when it contains banana juice.
1: Addison used to eat a banana or two a day, Uh, and he would get decimated He He couldn't stop eating
0: bananas. He loved them so much, and the mosquitoes just... Just they were like, alive. we love you, Edison. You're, You're the so best so delicious. bag.
1: So delicious. Have another banana. Yes. Here. <laughs> they're, you, they're
0: actually flying them to him. <laughs> like, who organized these mosquitoes? Don't even have a, it's not even a queen-based colony system. What is going on? There's one big mosquito in the background. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the largest mosquito. <laughs>
2: That poor child.
0: <laughs> so we're drinking again, I mentioned Tito's. It's a Austin, Texas brand. It's probably my favorite vodka. If you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know when we got started, we we just didn't really do the beer thing that much. We just yeah. drank vodka club soda. So It's touted as
1: America's original craft vodka. Okay. Yeah. So All right. It's very patriotic.
0: If you do like a bubbly drink, and I don't just mean like alcohol-based drinks, but if you'd like to make if you like seltzer water in mm-hmm. general we have a soda stream
2: mm-hmm.
0: highly recommended the soda stream I think if you if you drink enough soda water it pays for itself pretty quickly um, particularly if you're doing like the the designer soda waters that are out there you know you can mix mm-hmm. it with your own fruit you can get lime you can get whatever you need do your own thing so highly recommended on that one and yeah we're just drinking it with limes so that's it
2: very good all right
0: yeah. So we appreciate you listening, and if you want to join the conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes, just search for the Ham Radio Crash Course, and or email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Wherever you leave a review, we appreciate it, and you listening to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and future hams. We appreciate it, and when you're thinking about sending in an email with a ham radio question or comment, make sure to think about a merch idea, because if we... Like your merch idea that you send us an email, and we make it, we'll send it to you for free. So we got a couple of reviews over on the iTunes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. This is the go-to podcast, must listen. This is from K1Maz. That's (laughs) interesting. K1Maz. All right. So he says, or that's not he or she says, Maz K1Maz. Yeah, that's Nathan. That's okay. Yeah. When I heard they were making a podcast that was reuniting, reuniting the Beverly Hillbillies, I was like, how? Are what? any of them still alive? <laughs> then I realized it was all a dream. Once I woke up, I knew it was Friday, so I started the task of listening to the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast, a podcast that is more realistic, although you must listen to and then it cuts off. <laughs> and there's no more. I don't know if that was done for comedic purposes or not, but that's it. So I thought that was funny.
1: Oh, you mean you must listen to.
0: No, it was just T-O, not T O. -O. I know, but it's
1: probably a misspelling. You must listen to. But there was no period. That's Uh, it. I think it's fine. Okay. I think that's just how we write now on the internet. Good. (laughs) And that,
0: two versus two. 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 That's right. Okay.
1: Also. Also.
0: (laughs) Ham Radio and more from Pacer Pack. He writes or she I guess. I have been listening for several months and really enjoy the podcast. Great content on ham radio and a wide variety of other topics including a combo hydration and personal cleansing bag. Keep uh, up the good work. What? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's the bee-free bag. Right? The bee-free bag <laughs> that is, yeah, not a good design is... for something you want to mm-hmm. drink out of. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> not your average podcast by Cyber Pop Pop. Oh, okay. This husband and wife team have a nice mix of ham radio, prepping, and everyday life. Try it; you'll like it. That is a wonderful review. Very succinct Thank you. to the point. Covers Thank you to what everybody we're, what who we wrote do. a review. Two sentences. Fantastic. Everybody, great job. Appreciate the comments. Thank you. All right. So that means it's time to talk about what we've been using this week, our favorite things of this week. I'm going first because oh. I finished up that uh that go box pretty much. Anderson power pole crimpers. Oh, uh,
1: wait, did we not already no, just no, no, talk no. about Anderson? <laughs> but but this is what we're using,
0: okay? Okay. Now the Anderson Power Poles are fantastic if you don't have a crimper. But If you do buy the crimper and the power works company, that's kind of like the manufacturer of the power poles, the Anderson's power poles, they sell one. It's 50 bucks. Uh, the link is on my Amazon store. Actually, if you go to my Amazon store, I compiled a whole list of everything that I purchased to make my go box. You don't have to buy the expensive stuff, all the little dits and boops and bops and whatever, all the little meters and plugs and all that all there. You don't have to buy it through me, but it's a good collated list. Now, PowerWorks sells a crimper. It's $50, pretty expensive. There are off-brand, no-name crimpers that are half of that. I do give the nod to the Powerworks. Having used both, the Powerworks is a much higher quality. And considering how many of these damn power poles I've crimped in the last year, uh, I go with the more expensive one. Because after a certain point, y- y- after crimping so many power poles, you want the one that's going to last. <laughs> and uh, the, just so you um, just so you know, when you're looking at this too, the crimpers will do the 15 amp, the 30 amp, and what is it, the. F- 40, 40 or 45 amp uh, power pole connector and it's the little inner piece that gets shoved into the black or the red connector and that's actually what makes them click when you plug them into things and what makes them reusable for so many times is the fantastic design of the power pole so that's the thing i've used most this last week and it has been fantastic leah do you have anything
1: I do. Mm. Uh, there is something that I purchased this week that has brought me a lot of joy. And it is a massive container of poppy seeds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Tell us more.
1: I am just flower bombing everything. <laughs> Any area that doesn't get mowed mm-hmm. that is in a public space, like at the base of Is this of where trays. you have like the big
0: salt shaker and you dump the seeds mm-hmm. out? So it's not a proper seed bomb where you have like a biodegradable fabric right that's tightly bundled and you throw them at things
1: no no who does that seed
0: bombs they're like actual little bundles and you throw them in planters and stuff and it's a whole thing
1: no no i'm just sprinkling sprinkling. seeds exactly you have
0: a condiment shaker full of poppy seeds yeah (laughs) and you're going around public places and distributing seeds Yes. Do you provide water, too?
1: Well, if there's a tree there, there's generally already water. Okay. And uh, in California, poppies, that that's actually the state uh, flower.
0: Are they California poppies? The orange ones? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Those are actually native. So they will grow like weeds. They're just yeah. gangbusters. They right? actually
0: come back, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And honeybees actually love them. Certain Well, certain varieties of poppies.
0: So, so. that's been your... Where did you buy it? I'm assuming Amazon.
1: I didn't, I actually oh. went to a local nursery. Local nursery? Is, how
0: much yeah. is a how, how what is the appreciable amount of poppy seeds that you're getting for your money?
1: I don't know how big that container would be considered, but it's
0: quite large. It's like a smaller plastic Costco-size peanuts container. Like if you got pre-shelled peanuts Like, I can imagine them coming in that size. I
1: mean, I guess I could pick up the box and just tell you. We'll take a picture. Yeah, you could do that. You could look at them. Those have
0: uh, volumetric data inside. Uh, But what we will do is we'll take a picture of it, and we'll post it on the Hammer to Crash Course HRCC podcast channel. All of the pictures of the things that we reference in the show, including I'll take a picture of the Crimper, and I'll post it there for the Andersons. We post there just so that people get a concept of it. Yeah. And please do consider joining us over on the Discord. It is absolutely the best— community i think in oh, all it's of so Ham much radio fun. very active so many smart people so much fun and um yeah you just take the link and get joined up it's very easy yeah yep. so we'll take a picture and post it there
1: and my big recommendation is just go ahead and plant whatever your local plants are whatever would normally i garden so you're saying marijuana huh no wow. no <laughs> wow
0: Big, Leah. That's big. That's a big...
1: I feel like I have to offset the uh, the vegetable and fruit growing that mm-hmm. I do with native plants, too, because we
0: just... <laughs> I hate these flowers on my property, so I'm going to go around <laughs> the community and and plant flowers. Yes. But I only allow vegetables and, and plants that work to yeah. live in my, in my space for
1: free and get watered.
0: I only like working plants.
1: Yes, return on investment. It's like please. dogs. It's like I
0: don't like those dogs that just sit there and look pretty. I like the working class dogs.
1: Yeah, Charlotte's a herding dog. When
0: the uh, the American Kennel Club, the only show I watch is the working class dog. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah, the one that we watch like every Thanksgiving or something.
0: No, yeah, but the the AC the ACK or American Kennel Club AKC AKC. They actually have a class. that's just called working. It's Those dogs are my that favorite have dogs. Jobs, like yeah, you know, have, uh, shepherd. I dogs, hate
1: unemployed dogs.
0: Retrievers. <laughs> um, some of the guard dogs. I believe the Saint Bernard is is a is a working class. Yeah,
1: the Saint Bernard brings you whiskey when you're cold. right.
0: It's the barback.
1: Yeah, well known
0: barback. Yeah, which is exactly what you want behind he gets the bar. Is really a really mad dog. when you
1: don't tip him though. Real man. It's really
0: man. Real man.
1: You know, it's funny. I went into this store to buy something and it was like a, a mom and pop shop, mm-hmm. right? That was obviously uh, wh- whoever was running it was relatively young.
2: Okay.
1: And when I go <laughs> okay. up to the counter. You know,
0: Leah, that's everybody at this point for how old we are. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: they were working in retail, they were relatively young.
1: I would say okay, that's fair enough. But the moment I get up to the counter, suddenly this dog pops up from behind the counter and puts his paws on the counter, Whoa. <laughs> like he's going to serve me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, h- hello! Uh, this animal crossing moment <laughs> is <laughs> quite shocking.
0: What, was this what kind of store was this?
1: Where did you go? I went to go buy coils. Coils coils
0: oh you went to a vape shop and you just didn't want to say vape shop <laughs> yeah which vape shop
1: uh it's uh the one down the street near, it's near cerita's college
0: oh okay i'm like the one down the street it has no dogs
1: they're open 24 hours
0: whoa because they college <laughs> life you got yeah, to be exactly. college kids those hardcore vapors that's right
1: and you know i guess pit bulls are more nocturnal so they can work all night
0: oh it's <laughs> just, a pit bull yeah oh it, wow it popped up that's there for a reason
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is
0: a working dog.
1: But he sure. was so nice. He like, just right up on his two legs yeah, yeah. and looked like he was the shopkeep. <laughs> it's like, this is radical. <laughs> I knew minimum wage was getting high. This but... is crazy.
0: <laughs> Who's paying this dog? This... What do you have to pay? American? Milk bones? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, Leah, we'll, we'll segue that right into your preparedness corner let's talk yes. preparedness not just throwing seeds all over the place although that
1: could that's be, just I something guess, that brings me joy <laughs> in, a,
0: in a in a disaster type situation but for today what is your disaster preparedness tip
1: early, know the early warning signs for natural disasters mm-hmm. and so obviously the first thing in your radios in your handy talkies mm-hmm. know a weather station right okay have have that on
0: assuming it's weather
1: Right.
0: No it really doesn't talk about earthquakes. We can't That's predict true. earthquakes.
1: Okay, right? well, I'll get to that. So, there's a, there's a few different things you need to check into when you're looking for early warning signs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, obviously, you can go with whatever your natural disaster is that would normally hit your area, mm-hmm. whatever agency or um GIS, like uh, Geological Information Systems oh, okay. Group or anything like that, uh, studies that because they, they actually do have predictors, Sure. right? So figure out what that is for your area, you know, create a Google alert or something for it mm-hmm. so, so you know what's There's happening. There's Twitters for like right. a lot of these groups too. Well, also a lot of those agencies allow you to just sign up for their alerts, I don't know if you want to do that because you never know how many alerts they're going to send.
0: California, there's earthquake constantly.
1: Oh yeah, there's I had to. Tr- I had constantly. to turn that off. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: like, and they're all like little piddly. They're all like three and under. Which yeah, for I guess someone that is like right over the top of it, that's probably kind of scary. But for right. us that are you know fifty miles away, mm-hmm. we don't even feel that.
1: So there are there are obviously science based indicators. People scientists who are genuinely studying this for your area, right? So get you know get whatever information from that for
0: volcanoes and hurricanes, exactly. Earthquakes, hurricane mother in laws.
1: Whoa!
0: Uh, You know that's something we're on the lookout for.
1: So I am actually going to go through and talk about some natural indicators that would tell you you didn't even correct me i love my mother-in-law you know that
0: you didn't even say anything you said whoa
1: <laughs> oh i just assumed there was no way you were talking about my mom no
2: there was. Yeah. <laughs> there was not.
1: plenty of people would be talking about their mother-in-law mm-hmm. that way not not you not in the sure. region i live in no yeah
0: <laughs> mother-in-laws are not a disaster in the region i live
1: yes <laughs> So I'm actually going to go through a list from Science 101 Mm -hmm. that gives very interesting warning signs. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was because I saw a video where somebody said, this is what the water looked like. And it was a normal tide, right? Mm -hmm. And then just a few minutes later, all the water had disappeared uh, on a beach shoreline. Mm -hmm. That's a sign of a tsunami. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. But the person who was taking the, the video had no idea. And all the comments were, Quick. run the we need, other We need way. a bunch of
0: influencers in here. Stat, <laughs> the water's really low. I can get so many pictures right
1: now. Because they were confused. They were like, why is the water like this? Is this a glitch in the matrix? No, man. It's probably a tsunami. You need to go the other way. Well, I mean, can't you
0: look out and be like, hey, that water uh, line is above the horizon.
1: Well, you may not be really paying attention, or you may have things that are... Or it's the night. True. Okay. So I thought these were very interesting. If you ever see a patch of J-shaped trees on a slope, and I'll, and I'll post this link so everybody can see it, but if you see this, the trunks of the trees are growing into a J-shaped... Oh,
0: literally, physically, like they're blown over.
1: Right. Yeah. That, that was an avalanche? That is a landslide yeah. incoming.
0: No, that's after the fact.
1: No, it's a sign of an upcoming landslide. That,
0: that, that just means that you are in an area that has landslides and that sure. more will be likely. Yes. That's all that means. Yes. It's, yeah. the, the trees aren't, aren't bending over to warn the humans that the land is going to be sliding. Well, it's
1: actually that the ground is moving very slowly.
0: That picture is the wrong picture, then, for what you showed me.
1: I don't know what to tell you. Science 101 has told me differently. Science
0: 101 is a click farm.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When the ocean level drops, danger is not far behind. That's, you know, one of the, what I just said about it's uh, a tsunami Mm -hmm. uh, signal.
0: Red meets black, you're okay, Jack. Red meets yellow, you're a dead fellow.
1: Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I've got them, too. I've got those uh, life-saving idioms. No, that's snakes.
1: Snakes.
0: Coral snake. Red meets yellow. You're a dead fellow if you get bit by it.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: The other one's king snake. is the red meets black.
1: Mm. You're okay, Jack. OK.
0: Keep that in mind.
1: A wall cloud in the sky.
0: A wall cloud in the sky. What do you think that's an
1: indicator of? Tornado. Yes. Yeah tornadoes a channel of choppy water at the beach so if you see a channel of choppy water seaweed and debris moving away from the shore in a particular area or what looks like discolored water Mm -hmm. what do you think that is
0: uh sea spout
1: it's a riptide oh okay yeah so don't get in the water there just (laughs) yeah (laughs) Okay. If animals start leaving, what do you think that's a sign of?
0: Anything. A uh, wildfire.
1: It's an earthquake. And actually, for well, me, you,
0: so the, the, the animals don't know much earlier than sure than humans do. But like, uh, so like you're looking at them and go like, well, you just got a head start. But like, they're still like they're with you. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen a cat flip out at an earthquake?
1: Yeah, I mean, Charlotte, too.
0: No, 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 no. Nothing is like a cat flipping out an earthquake. Okay, fair enough. Have you owned a cat when, like, you had a decent-sized earthquake?
1: Mm-mm.
0: We had my cat, Myrtle, mm. my first cat,
2: when I lived Myrtle. in
0: Whittier. 6.5, centered in the town I was in. That cat was running away, but at eight feet above the ground level uh, on the walls. She was like Sonic the Hedgehog hogging the walls to get out of anywhere. I am
1: uncomfortable with this. Yeah.
0: Uh, crazy. Absolutely crazy.
1: And actually, the thing about earthquakes is that there's usually some foreshocks. Not really. Yeah.
0: Nah. Yeah, sometimes. No, no because you just sometimes. shut the notifications off on your, uh, <laughs> on your seismic reporter. So you don't know.
1: You didn't feel them because they're like 1.5s. I've listened to the geologist. I know what they think. I saw
0: him cut open a geode. Very impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. Uh,
1: so what do you think is uh, it means when animals start running towards you?
0: You're at a vape shot and you were trying no. to steal something. <laughs> and they work
1: there now. No. <laughs> Fire large amounts of they animals. They're be running away from you too.
0: They're going away from fire the fire headed
1: towards you though. But
0: where are you reading this? Is this a quick farm science 101?
1: I'm giving I'm giving you some information. The animals
0: are just going to go away from danger, whether it is an earthquake or it is a fire. The difference sure. is that like animals can see fire and they can react in kind. Uh-huh an earthquake is like everywhere all at once so they just freak out like they don't run in a direction yeah, they're no, just this is trying supposed to, to be a get a away fun
1: portion right now i'm I think having a lot of fun we had i'm just saying i've lived through <laughs> yeah. the earthquake portion some
0: people can't say that they've done that i lived through an appreciably sized earthquake with a cat and they didn't have a direction in mind <laughs> <laughs> they were just running <laughs> it wasn't a goal it wasn't like. But I said fire. You didn't stop halfway and put a pop and said, follow me to, to safety. You like, had
1: like one experience with a cat in an earthquake, and you're going to determine how, how animals well, act in a wildfire.
0: Your very specific article said when the animals are running away from you, it's an earthquake. When the animals are running towards you, it's a fire.
2: Yeah. You had nothing to
0: do with this situation. The, you, the human, in this article, it was meaningless. They were running away from the disaster. The sure. The human Yeah, men- yeah, of so course. Coming or going, that article told you nothing about- Well,
1: if they were running away from you, you wouldn't know. But if you saw a mass of animals running towards you- Well, what you, it
0: just said, if you saw an animal running away from you, no, it's an earthquake.
1: Go back. Yeah, running away. But and then if, they're if they're running, running away towards from you, how did you, you- see them?
0: Going to your argument, trying to defend the article. I don't know why you're being an article apologist okay. right now.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Uh, it, it, if your hair it, starts standing on end Lightning. and your jewelry starts buzzing, buzzing. Yes,
0: <laughs> this is when you get the radio out. The noise floor is going to be sweet. The, the jewelry <laughs> is already resonating. You're going to get some DX. It's going to be. It's going to be Thomas Edison. He's going to be like, yo, dog. It's lit out here right now.
1: (laughs) Sharks swimming to deeper waters. What do you think that means?
0: Well, sharks don't like the cold, Mm, mm. but they also don't like too hot.
1: Okay. Typhoon. This is hurricane or tropical storm. Okay. It's, It's something related to the barometric pressure. Okay, sure.
0: They have very sensitive noses.
1: Sure. If you hear a roar of rushing water, this is pretty self-explanatory. A flood. Yes, it's a flood.
0: (laughs) What article was
1: this? (laughs) If all golden-winged warblers disappear...
2: <laughs> I don't even know what those are. Voldemort has returned, Leia.
0: <laughs> Voldemort has returned. We must save Harry Potter.
1: If all the golden winged warblers suddenly fly away, it's possible a severe tornado is on its way. <laughs>
0: Well, versus all the other birds are just looking around like, well, yes, these guys the are birds- stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these panicking ass gold-wigged warblers over here. What are they does- just the flightiest of birds? Like they're the most... Does it explain uh, why? They
1: can, they be- scientists believe that the birds were able to hear a low frequency infrasound coming from the storms. But other birds can't? Oh, I don't. I don't know anything about other birds. I'm, I'm sure they can too. <laughs> You're looking at I me with article. such disappointment. I hate this article. <laughs> You're welcome. As a ring around the moon or sun can predict
0: auroras or um, large magnetic bursts from the sun, magnetic storms.
1: Okay, it's it's. Sign that rain might be on its way, what, yeah rain, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: A ring around the moon or the sun,:
1: yeah, because they're cirrus clouds that um that like
0: an optical illusion then
1: yeah, because it's reflecting off of the the clouds <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> okay, yeah, okay,
1: okay. So there's there's a lot more a more like cracked snow underfoot <laughs> could sim- signal an impending avalanche. Okay, uh, let me see. If the ocean makes an unusual roaring sound,
0: <laughs> tiger snow, tiger ocean—that's
1: a tsunami. It's always a tsunami. It's always a tsunami. <laughs> Green skies indicate severe weather, maybe on its way. So mm-hmm. like a thunderstorm. That and Davy
0: Jones. That's how you know Davy Jones is coming mm-hmm. back. It's at the mm-hmm. sunset, the green flash right at the end. Yeah, uh, it's that little green light. That's the only time Davy Jones comes out in the. Uh, well, uh, the Flying Dutchman. Excellent. Ship. Yeah, Excellent. that's how you. That's, that's how you get to. Helpful. Yeah, I mean, this article seems like it's not too far away from this type of information. <laughs>
1: uh, if you have cloudy well water and cracks in walls or floors, that might be a sinkhole. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Bands in the sky of clouds. They mm-hmm. look like snakes. That's the formation of a tornado.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Bands, not like
1: Yeah, bands of clouds. Led Zeppelin is playing right. in the yeah. sky. Yeah, exactly. Stairway to heaven okay this last this is just gonna be the last one please yes that's anytime you're ready at this point (laughs) if you're in a cave during a full or new moon get out as soon as possible (laughs) why high tide
0: oh okay yeah that's a real thing yeah it is um did you did you like that whole crazy mind-bending science thing that i told you i think we were like in a in a in a supermarket And I told you, like, one of the coolest things, sciency, about our oceans. What? That we don't, the water isn't moving around the oceans. The planet is rotating through the oceans.
1: Oh, that is interesting.
0: And the reason that we have high and low tides is because of the, magnetic magnetics the wrong term the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun on the water and huh. the planet is literally spinning around this pocket of water
1: Interesting. so that you're
0: experiencing high and low tides because the planet has rotated along with the moon and in c- some kind of comparison to the sun that's why some high tides are larger than other high tides is you know you have the sun overhead and then y- y- right super interesting Right that so is you're, interesting. like it's a little liquid bearing that our planet is floating around in called the, the ocean. <laughs> it's not true that's not how this works but I think it's funny to say that. So
1: I'm going to ask mm. for everybody listening mm. how do you know based off of where you are
0: My bones are hurting
1: What yeah <laughs> What if one of my friends said that her left boob hurts whenever there's a storm coming and it's never. Well that's what she her. put the
0: barometric meter <laughs> with the pain transmitter. That and was an option that some s- ladies had in in the in the early days. Oh,
1: I see. Yes, yeah, so of
0: body modification back at uh what
1: did we call that? So technologically advanced. Mm. And I'm gonna dot
0: a- com was popular, you see, with the body mods here. <laughs>
1: I'm going to drop the link to this controversial list of, this is, this is something. of nature's warning signs for dangers and disasters nature's
0: warning signs.
1: in the in the show notes. All and this
0: taught me is that I have to go, like, catch some golden-winged golden warblers <laughs> and take them on my journeys and just randomly throw them out of my car as I'm driving. Which way did it go?
2: <laughs> Keep an eye on that one.
0: Kids, if you follow the golden winged warblers
2: you, <laughs> to safety,
1: but if you keep them caged, then they can't freely fly off on their own to warn you.
0: Well, that's why you got you got to have a lot of them. <laughs> you got to have an appreciable sample size.
1: I'm not, I'm not breeding birds. I didn't say we're, we're going to breed them. Where are you going to get we're them? We're going to catch them. What?
0: <laughs> if you breed them in captivity, they lose their powers. Only wild golden-winged warblers are the ones okay. that can really tell you when the disasters are coming.
1: Excellent.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think we just got to roll right into it, Leia. Let's let's kick off that email correspondence tower. And again, if you want to email us, Leia at hamtactical dot com. We'll take your ham radio questions. We'll take your general whatever questions, uh, because we're still getting comments on those York peppermint patties. I'm getting them personally now, directed messages about those. (laughs) So that's great. If you want to talk about your uh, golden wing warbler stash, or just send us a merch idea on something we should make and put on our store, which is hamtactical.com. Curated by Leia, she also creates all the designs that go into the shirts and the mugs and the cups and all the things, and hoodies that, that she makes and puts out there for for the brand, Ham Radio Crash Course, but also fun stuff for Ham Radio enthusiasts as well. So
1: take it away, Leia. So I, I want to say the most amazing thing, I think, mm-hmm. about the email correspondence Is when tower.
0: they point out when I'm wrong.
1: No, that's fantastic. That's my
0: favorite thing.
1: <laughs> the amount of knowledge oh, that yeah. people who write in take the time to write in. So thank you, guys. I know.
2: I'm making a you're, beverage. You're taking the
1: ice noises. Some time to write in. Yes. But the right way to view the email correspondence tower is you listen to something during this podcast and then you've got to come back the next podcast. To
0: become a correspondent, <laughs> one must listen to last week's podcast. Yes. To, to have something to complain about <laughs> or inform, preferably inform, and then email. For the next week's podcast yes, that is how one becomes a correspondent
1: and then we usually you know if a topic's particularly hot it'll last for a few weeks
0: if topics are particularly hot they will go well beyond our desire to talk about them (laughs) but the emails still keep coming in
1: so we're going to start right off with the first examples are
0: (laughs) skyline chili
1: Skyline Chili forever.
0: Uh, what's the other ones? York
1: Peppermint Patties.
0: What's the other ones?
1: No, I still really like Skyline Chili. I love Skyline I Chili. I would talk more about Skyline Chili. We just haven't eaten. If them. there was more. Oh, maybe we should introduce my dad Ooh, to Skyline Chili. Yes, we
2: should.
0: Because we'll probably be there with enough time tomorrow. We could do that.
1: We, I could make it for lunch.
0: I don't know that we're going to be there that early. We're going up early tomorrow?
1: No. Okay. I meant on Saturday.
0: Oh, good call. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, so this first email is titled Feedback and this is from Greg. Hi Leia and Josh, first off, York Peppermint Patties. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say?
2: What did My I say?
1: My wife
0: loves them. I, I, you know what? I, I I'm not I'm not convinced that York Peppermint Patties actually command a high market space, just that the people who like them are very passionate about it, which is great. That's great. But
1: I I saw them in a display. When I was at Walmart. Every
0: time you go to anywhere with candy. No, it was display. in one of those center
1: mean? displays. What is a center display? You know, in the middle of the aisle where they have the, uh, the candy bags. And so, York Pepper oh. and Petty is right apparently next to a, the Reese's. Apparently,
0: we got a podcast listener. That yeah.
1: works at, the, <laughs> at the Walmart. My wife loves them and has only one of the minis whenever she eats them. Personally, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. But I have to bring up Josh's quote unquote joke experiment. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're better than that. <laughs> I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say it was because it was late. <laughs> that was a very what bad was... joke.
0: Yeah. What? Because obviously they're movie.
1: peppermint,
0: it was from a movie. it was oh god what was the movie experiment i prefer wintergreen (laughs) that was the joke and oh god what's it from somebody's gonna i I have to look this up there's already people feverishly typing i can't i can't have an email come up it's just gonna be about that (laughs)
1: leia i think you're rushing to get the answer out before really thinking about the questions greg you are correct (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple of questions last week where you read the question and answers, immediately tossed out your guess, without thinking about it, and when discussing it, it sounded like you actually knew the answer. Slow down, and unless you are positive of the answer, take your time. Mm. You know, after watching Fast and the Furious, I live my life <laughs> a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> And I, I just got to go that. for it. I did not expect that. <laughs> the question about a general being able to be a VE for technicians. While that's the actual answer, some groups don't do it that way. What? The group of VEs I work with requires all VEs to be extras. The reason is that we're required to have a certain ratio of VE to applicant. If there were generals doing VE duty, it would be much more difficult to administer the exams since we need to ensure that certain tables were only technicians and those tables would require their own group of VEs. With all extras, we can spread out the test takers and we can monitor the whole group while keeping the same ratio. That is a very good point and... Uh, An efficient strategy Mm -hmm. your club has. Okay. Greg continues, not a bad subject last week. I have a 7300 and I've been tempted to respond to a POTA activator that was just below the general portion of 40 meters. That's one of the main reasons I got my extra to ensure that I really didn't have to worry about that. Yes. This would be a great menu item for ICOM to put in the settings. And this is actually referring to my suggestion that they should just program the radios for your your class i
0: get it yes i expect a lot of okay. emails on this topic too <laughs> by the way
1: they already have the setting that makes the radio beep when i go out of band it would be a simple matter of adjusting those ranges 73 greg and 3 gds thank you greg for your email i'm sorry you have bad taste in candy
0: Mm. (laughs) good email yes indeed
1: the next email is titled end of the candy debate and a new challenge
0: (laughs) oh all right
1: (laughs) this is from aaron leah and josh will settle the york debate by uniting everyone behind a common enemy well not that common (laughs) as i kind of like them but circus peanuts no one worries about yorks when there is worse treats as for the
0: <laughs> why must we divide i just I, I don't mind that people like york i just don't believe that there are that many people that like
1: york. i think there are a lot of people who like york
0: i think they're just they're so beaten down and they see an, uh, an uh, like an opportunity to, if
1: people to, didn't to power People to speak truth didn't to power like of, candy,
0: of the to variety.
1: Why would they still sell them if people didn't they like them? They don't sell a
0: lot. And they probably have a long shelf life.
1: I don't think that's true.
0: I bet they do. Because those suckers are just foil wrapped. Those mini ones. Yes. I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they do already. I
1: think that they have less than a year of shelf life. Because you can tell when there's an How's old the Snickers bar. Do? Patty?
0: How long does a Snickers bar last?
1: Um, Six months? Mm, maybe nine months no
0: really
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay but a york peppermint patty you can tell a fresh one from an old one very distinctly
0: you know there's people who like they like circus same thing, peanuts. thing with the reese's they like circus peanuts a whole lot and they'll buy a bag of circus peanuts they'll open them and then they'll just let them sit why for like a week because they only like stale circus peanuts what yeah
1: I don't think I remember what a circus peanut it's tastes like. trash. Wow. You are going to have some people <laughs> that are unhappy with you. Uh, from I, a deep I don't love care of circus that peanuts. you like circus
0: peanuts. <laughs> I do not like circus peanuts.
1: Don't yuck other people's yum. I, 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 this I, is just a fundamental... Ayah I, uh, I uh. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Aaron continues, as for the new challenge, let's focus on the shortest, longest email rather than the first slash last email. That no. isn't that, is- <laughs> that is a horrible idea.
0: Cause everybody's gonna focus on the longest email and the and the shortest is just gonna be the dude who just respi- sends a period.
1: Well, I mean It could be either
0: way. This is horrible because you're going to spend. You're going to have ten emails that come in. This is from Bob at so and so, and he writes (laughs) asterisks. This is Tim from so and so, and he writes Q.
1: No, I bet people will just start sending it the way that ham radiograms get sent, where they're the shortest, like telegrams. You know, the shortest words.
0: It means so. Radiograms don't necessarily have to be short. They're just written in a way that's easily transferable between multiple parties that are playing Fair a enough. literal telephone game. Fair enough. Yeah. And then the longest email, people are just going to be sending us the Stairway to Heaven's lyrics.
1: Well, I, I can't read those. No. <laughs> You'd have to sing them. <laughs> You'd have to sing them. And
0: they're just buying down the road. <laughs> like that, Yeah.
1: Aaron continues. Anyway, I've already lost the shortest title, but maybe I'll try again soon. Leia, <laughs> I have Don't a I have a similar but more simple request from manufacturers. I just want ten meters, six meters, two meters, and seventy centimeter radio that does AM and SSB.
0: Yeah, that's that's the that's very difficult, man.
1: Josh, I know they make quad band radios, I but do too. the only ones I can find are FM only.
0: Yes. That you're you're not going to get that thing. That is the that is a sweet, sweet delicious nut that there's nobody <laughs> that's going to crack that sucker. Like there's nobody that wants to do that. I appreciate that. Why not? Why not? Because it's it's multiple radios, right? Mhm. So the the radio that's in the the Xterra
2: mm-hmm. is
0: a mobile radio. That is quad band. It does six meters, ten meters, two meters, and seventy centimeters. Only FM. The radio modulation equipment in that radio is only FM. What he's asking for is I want FM all the modulation. AM single sideband. I and you get you get single sideband. So you get you get single sideband for free if you have AM, but that's a whole nother set of components and circuitry. That isn't in that mobile radio. And most people don't care. Like they really don't care. They don't know that they're supposed to care yet. That this stuff is cool. It is cool. And they should. And I agree with the emailer. That there should be more radios like that. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. So,
1: All right. Well Aaron wraps up. Keep up the fun podcast. 73. Ooh. Aaron. KE6. UWJ. Thank you so much for the email, Aaron. And uh, maybe I'll
0: email Ray on that topic. Sure. I'll call him up and ask what's the deal with uh.
1: Let's do that. The next email is titled "Both Reinforcing and Bursting Your Bubble." Oh. And this is from Rich. Hi, Leah and Josh. I continue to enjoy your podcast, even though I'm not a drinker in the least. You may recall me as the individual whose first letter to you back in February described the history of ham radio in comic books and also suggested you view the short prequel film to Mars TV series containing a ham radio backstory titled Before Mars. By the way, have you watched it yet?
0: Yeah, I watched it. I I said it on that episode.
1: Oh, you did? I think I did. Oh, I don't know that I've watched it, but to to be honest, I'm not sure I would remember nope. even if you're I did watch at it. That. I it's movies. You're bad
0: at that with books too. I got to be honest with you. You're better with books than movies, but you're like,
1: oh yeah, if you it's, if you it's not read
0: so fast yes. that you don't retain it, which to me is crazy. No,
1: that's not true. No, I only retain no? things that I can implement. Wow. Yeah.
0: So fantasy for you is a. You just a blank slate.
1: It's just a ride.
0: You just you, that's it, and it's just get out.
1: Yeah, you which actually it makes like, it very nice out. because I can actually go back, and it feels familiar enough, but not fully predictable because I don't remember.
0: I am so far opposite than that. I can't even begin to tell you mm-hmm. because I all know. I remember you are a is repository garbage of garbage. Yeah. In my brain, I just remember stupid things that's and i can 't not remember it
1: can never let it go
0: i can't i don't yeah. even know what that looks like i don 't even know what you do you have like did somebody not break the little tab off in the back of your head to like save their memory and you just have the I, constantly I mean rewriting in reality
1: tape? I think it's because like when i 'm watching movies for instance. I usually am either doing something while I'm watching the movie or I'm thinking about something else. Yeah, but you're not and doing that with books. Casually. So how do you get away
0: with that with books?
1: Oh, I mean, I, re- I remember books much better.
0: Yeah, but not much. What? Give me an example. So many things in Harry Potter.
1: Oh, that's true. So many things. That's true.
0: That's just the easiest example. I'm very far I out brought from a dune to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I read it. And then I start talking to you about it, and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. The spice.
1: That's, that's the, all the I, sp- I got. Was flow. that's all I got out of this one. All right. Hey,
0: the spice. Yeah.
1: Big worms. Party time. Yeah. Excellent. So Rich continues... I just finished listening to your latest edition featuring the topic, why don't they make radios like this? Wherein Leia came up with the brilliant idea of creating a radio which will delimit frequency usage to its user license class. As I recall, she is demanding royalties. Uh You are correct. I would like royalties for my idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rich says, well... I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on TV, although I did play Sherlock Holmes in my third grade class play. Nice. However, I seem to recall that one cannot copyright an idea, and to that I might add, especially an idea whose time has come. Backstory, a new 40-meter QRP CW transceiver was featured during the most recent QSO Today ham expo. It intrigued me. Later, I heard James KH2SR, the quirky QRP guy, talk about it excitedly when interviewed by Dennis AD6DM on Hamdom Thoughts podcast. Uh-huh. At the time, I had just finished receiving my vaccination oh, and radio. felt I should reward myself somehow for surviving without experiencing any side effects. Naturally, that reward was going to be in the form of a new radio. As Browning once wrote, a ham's reach must exceed his grasp, or what's heaven for?
0: <laughs> Did he say Browning?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I ordered and received the aforementioned radio, the PrepCom DMX40. Imagine my surprise yeah. when I went through the setup procedure and encountered a screen asking me to select from a menu it's my really amateur funny, license class. When
0: you turn that on, though, it goes... X's going to give it to you. That's how it starts up. And then it only gives you 40 meters. The only thing X gives you is 40 meters.
1: I'm sure by now you realize why my smart new radio was asking me this question. If I had answered with any class below amateur extra, this radio would have blocked me from transmitting on extra class CW portion of the 40 meter band, although I still would have been allowed to receive those frequencies. Smart. So the good news is something we listeners already know. Leia is brilliant. Oh, thank you. Yes, and one brilliant. day she will need will not need such a smart radio because she will have passed all possible amateur exams and will be telling her radio what to do and not vice versa. I actually think that this is the reason fundamentally. What he said right there mm-hmm. is, ham radio operators mm-hmm. are very proud of the skill that it takes. Yes. To operate a radio within the the limits set forth by the FCC, right? Because it actually does take a significant amount of knowledge and skill to be able to do that. And And they
0: love correcting people.
1: But also a very strong (laughs) sense of honor, right? I could do that, but I don't do that. Right, right, right. Right? Right. So if you have a radio that does it all that that genuinely is one more step down the very slippery slope to appliance operator
0: well uh, your your idea is is totally apt and it makes a lot of sense and it it's at, it's coming at a time where we're going to solve a lot of problems with software right in the past, everything was discrete componentry. We had to have specific little devices to be able to do all the little things that we needed to do. You couldn't firmware your way to fix problems that already existed, right? Yeah. Or you had just applications that were running the entire show. Mm-hmm. What your recommendation is, like, would be totally doable with the 705. We could probably, in fact, I'll I'll, I'll email Ray and be like, Hey, Ray, can we do that with the 705? Can you do it right now? Mm-hmm. You'd be like... Yeah, I mean, can you make an argument for why we might want to do that? And then I'll let you write it. It'd be great. So, oh. But that already exists because it's a software-defined radio, right? Right. There is a software front end that is controlling the com- the discrete componentry, well, not even discrete componentry anymore, but how we use the RF within the radio, right? Because it's a direct conversion. We convert from RF radio frequencies into digital form and then that is used and displayed on the screen and how we interface with the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. You got it.
0: Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it.
1: <laughs> Rich continues, The bad news, of course, is that great minds think alike, so no royalties for you. Damn it, Rich. Oh, Rich. And I want to go back and emphasize, the radio that already does this is the PrepCom DMX40 rich continues the bad news of course (laughs) is that great oh i'm sorry and because i have not written um since earlier in the year please accept my belated congratulations on passing your technician exam leah you deserve it oh thank you rich thank you please both of you continue to entertain me your delight in life is contagious in the best of all possible ways, seventy-three to both of you, and with Josh's permission, eighty-eight to Leia. Rich W B three not E G D. Thank you so much, Rich. Oh, oh, such a nice <laughs> email. That was very nice and uh, very informative, actually, because I am now going to look at the prep comp. <laughs> The next email is titled, Kimber Pepper Blaster.
0: Banned in California.
1: Jake writes, Leia and Associates, LLC. I heard a few podcasts ago, y'all discussed the Kimber Pepper Blaster as a less lethal option. Josh mentioned that it was not legal in California, and he's correct, but not because it fires a projectile like a pepper ball. Gun. Oh
0: God, we already said that. It, it's a it's an actual like bullet primer.
1: The pepper blaster is a pyrotechnically yes. fire. is pyrotechnically fired using what is essentially a primer. Yep, and that's why California is that. scared of it. They only allow spicy treat dispensers that are <laughs> aerosol based. Or- unfortunately, I swear
0: I said that. I swear <laughs> I said this.
1: If okay. I didn't,
0: I, I, I knew it in my brain. You, I apologize in for your not, brain, I'm not you gotta telling everybody. you got to get it out of your I mouth. got to get it out of my get brain. It,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want listeners to be clear on the delivery method in case they were considering one for themselves in a different state. I believe it's a great product. I'm a firearms instructor in DFW, and I recommend the Pepper Blaster as an option for my students. I hope this email finds you well, and I appreciate the content y'all are putting out. Thanks, Jake K. Thank you so much for writing in, Jake, because it actually allows us to take a very short detour. Mm Mm-hmm. To talk about how Texas... I bought a new gun. No, you didn't. Oh.
0: Oh, you no. Did? Different talk. No, that's fine. Keep going. Wait, you did? No, you're good. You're, let's keep going. Yeah, that's fine. Well, Don't, worry. Well, Don't worry about uh, it. Keep going. Yeah, Texas. Let's. Yeah, I love Texas. Let's
1: talk about Texas. Well, Every Texas... Every drink. We're saying We're said the word past Texas. Past constitutional carry. They
0: did. They did. Which I think takes them... I think that makes them the third or fourth state in the union
1: to no, do that. No, there's over... There's more than that. Is there? I want to say... Well, I know uh, for I sure think I, Arizona. I think I looked that up because we are obviously in California, mm-hmm. and among my group of friends, the the majority of people are pro two A, but obviously never no holds barred.
0: They're like pro two A, like as a talking point.
1: Well, I, I mean, they want to have firearms to protect themselves. They know that that's important, but they don't. But own it's always firearms. it's always the quote unquote common sense gun laws, right? Right, and then it's a and question. Then they start of talking to me. <laughs> what do you consider common sense? Because right. this is all subjective. Who's common right? sense? So
0: that's a talking point. That is just a talking point,
1: right? So the obviously the person that they turn to immediately is me, wife of you, not me. Then no, no, it's no, like me, from the, yeah. wife of you. Right. Because we do stand on the side of people should be able to get their firearms, especially because we live in an area of Southern California that is nearly impossible to get a CCW.
0: L.A. County specifically, yeah. yeah. So Big congr- supporters, big supporters.
1: Congratulations to all of the pro-2A advocates in Texas.
0: Yeah, and again... Just because somebody in Texas says you can carry if you want to, that doesn't mean you have to. Right. No one's obligating you to. Yeah. And I I will say, as has been proven many times, CCW holders have the lowest crime rate, the lowest rate of a negligent discharge, the lowest rate of using a firearm, um, even in the defense of their own life. So I'll just throw that out there. I think it is uh, factual information. Uh, that mainly that the, the gun-carrying folks out there that, that do go through the permit process, very safe, very safe people and want to follow laws. They just also want to protect themselves and the loved ones.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Jake, for your email. The next email is titled Merch Idea, and this comes from Bryson. Hi, Leia and Josh. I was listening to the latest podcast, and your warm beer problem gave me an idea. <laughs> I solved the warm beer problem By having an iced cocktail. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. (laughs) What goes better with ham radio than beer? And sometimes when you get into hunting those contacts or taking hours going through emails, (laughs) you forget your beer and it starts to get warm. Now, if only you had something to keep your beer or drink of choice cold. Enter the HRCC koozie. With an image of an HT on one side and the HRCC logo on the other, it'll fit right in with the rest of your shack. Be sure not to mistake that koozie for your radio and try to talk into it.
0: (laughs) Can we do that? Can we make a koozie?
1: Yeah, we can make a koozie. I just didn't think that would be a real hot thing. Like. I, it's kind
0: of dumb that they have that capability, and we haven't explored that space. But
1: I don't think... Do you keep koozies? I don't I think my beer know, ever
0: sits long enough for it to need a koozie.
1: That's true.
0: Straight up. Like, I'll, I'll just yeah. admit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I sit there and nurse beers for very long. But also... That's a particular well, problem for me. Well, no. So, in, in the peak of summer, if I'm outside, like, grilling or whatever, then, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, you should, because... That thing gets zapped of all of its colds very quickly.
1: But how effective are koozies? Oh, I would say very effective. Like the effective. neoprene koozie?
0: Well, it's much better than just a glass bottle that your hand is touching and your biothermal mass is just pulling the, the cold out of it. Fair enough. Well, sorry, there is no cold. It's just injecting heat into. You're, that's another science thing. You know, there's no such thing as cold. It's just an absence of heat.
1: Yes. Ah. Oh, uh-huh. Yes. Bryson, if I make this koozie, you will get one. It sounds like Josh is. I think we're probably going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have to. Reluctant koozie. (laughs) Uh, Bryson continues. On another note, I don't know what you had in mind when you were asking young people if they keep listening to a repeater when the conversation is something they have no interest in. I just turned 30, but compared to the rest of hams in the area, I consider myself young. I find that I'll usually stick around and just listen to the conversation. Sometimes the topic changes into something I'm interested in or something I can contribute to. There are some times that I'll just keep scanning around, though, since there's, there are so many active repeaters in the area.
0: Oh, good for you.
1: I hope these ramblings make sense. People
0: are jealous that you have so many active repeaters in your area, to be honest. Most people don't.
1: But uh, the the reason I was asking about what young people do when they happen upon something like that is because I I think two things can potentially happen. Mm -hmm. One, if people don't find what they're hearing on on the repeaters or on the air when they first get on the radio interesting, Mm -hmm. they may be more reluctant to pick it up again. Not not because they have a bad taste in their mouth, but just because it's not something that's kind of boring. Driving them back. Like they don't well, feel like they're a part of that community.
0: So interestingly enough, Leia, you uh, you mentioned earlier like how you like to watch movies while you're doing something in the background.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well I'm the same way with ham radio. I have ham radio running in the background yes. while I'm doing something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oftentimes it's HF, admittedly, because I'm in I'm in my garage, I'm in the shack I'm doing a project or whatever. I'm making a video. I absolutely have radio on in the background, and I will stop and occasionally tune the band around and, and turn it on a rag chew, and very rarely I'll hop in and start talking. But that's what I do with radio a lot of the times. It sounds crazy. Or, or if sure. I'm doing digital. I'll do digital that way, too. But that's what how people use it most of, most of the time, I think.
1: But I think the other thing is if a younger person tunes into a repeater, and they find what's being discussed completely alienating to them. I think that, and I'm not saying that you change your culture. No, no, I I think this
0: is actually a really good response to this too. Many of the radios that exist now have a record capability. Oh, um, does
1: that violate?
0: No, no.
1: Oh, because it's public.
0: It's public. So uh my most of my H F radios have an S D card in it. And if I start hearing some wild stuff's coming out of people's mouths, I record it. And then that I,
1: makes me a little uncomfortable. Then actually. I turn
0: it into a mix, a musical mix track <laughs> with my OP one synthesizer. Yes. Oh,
1: you're such a musical genius!
0: No, not at all, mm-hmm. not at all. I just really want to get out the the information that some people put out there.
1: Well, what's an example of something that you've mixed into a hot? Dog? My
0: uh, my Twitch uh, live stream opens with the uh, song that I made. Oh, that's it's funny. It's okay. It's only radio. Okay. <laughs> and it ends with. Uh, The person he was talking to was named Frank. Mm -hmm. But then when I put the song out, because at the very end, it says like, well, what do you think about that, Frank? Or something like that. And then (laughs) Frank Radio was like, was he talking about me? And I'm like, no, man. (laughs) he's yelling at somebody (laughs) on 80 meters. He wasn't
2: talking about you.
1: Well, Bryson continues, I hope these ramblings make sense. I started out with just the merch idea, but also decided to throw in my two cents. And those two cents are appreciated, Bryson. Absolutely. Bryson signs off. Seventy three N seven H N L P S. In my mind, the merch idea was read in the tone of an infomercial. You know those things we all <laughs> used to watch in the middle of the Billy could here sleep before YouTube and streaming was a thing. Also, Remember Sully
0: Sully was another infomercial. He was like the British guy.
1: Yeah, he didn't he take over for the OxyClean guy Billy, Billy Mays, Mays after yeah, he passed away. Yeah, that's why that's yeah. when.
0: Fired in my brain that made me remember his name, but yeah. you're a ShamWow guy. He beat up a hooker. No, <laughs> you remember that guy? Yeah. Actually, I take that back. He tried to beat up a hooker. Then she savagely beat him.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so I always remember the redheaded woman that sold all of the kitchen gadgets. Like oh, that-
0: uh, no, she's got a movie.
1: No. She yes,
0: does the not. Rolly thing. Uh what do you what's mean her the name?
1: Rolly thing. She had the Rolly
0: Kit. It, it, it was like for crafting, and she had the mop. Mm-hmm. They made a movie about her with uh what's her name? Mystique. She also had
1: the sandwich um maker.
0: Joy. Joy uh, The movie's called Joy. And it starred uh Mystique. Is that
1: is that about her? Yes. That was about her Yes, yes. It's so good. I did not realize that. I
0: watched it on an airplane coming Are you home talking from about East Jennifer Coast.
1: Lawrence? Yes,
0: Jennifer Lawrence, also known as Mystique. Uh, you would
1: Mystique?
0: I instead don't remember of... any of the uh, Hunger Games? Yes,
1: Hunger Games. Katniss. Yes. yes.
0: When when I my brain starts working on many different topics at one time, I just go towards the thing that I remember. That would be first. I, I would joy mangano mangano something like that joy mangano mangano i'm just
1: stuck on the reference you had for
0: for i know it's like one of her worst roles it's not
1: also i sometimes remember the worst (laughs) roles
0: oh i never saw that movie i'm not watching that movie no really
1: why do you have something against bradley cooper
0: joy mangano no because he's he's fine as rocket i don't really want to watch him as anything other than rocket
1: is that who rocket is yeah bradley cooper Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah, right? Joanna okay. gano There you go. There, that's her.
1: No, that's not who I'm talking about. Well, she was redhead in all the infomercials. No, I'm talking about an older, stout... Woman that looks like she's from Downton Abbey. Oh, the but cook one. She's the one yes. that's
0: cooking. She had like little microwave what? bags.
1: Yes, and she and has bacon curly thing. red yes, hair. Yes, I know exactly okay. who you're talking to. Yes,
0: that. So, by the way, Joy Mangano. Mangano. I apologize for screwing up the name. And actually, Ray instructed me if it's an Italian name, you have to uh, enunciate every syllable, or uh, sorry, every vowel. So it'd be
1: Mangiano
0: Mangano. Okay. Mangano. All right i think i'm probably killed that too but i, I don't know who your infomercial person you just is. said the cookbacks well I, I, I don't know her yeah name she though. does
1: like all the cooking gadgets
0: she's yeah she's picking the cooking
1: thing. yeah yeah and bryson adds one last thing also idaho is another popular place with californians
0: oh yeah ex cops specifically <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, ex cops specifically.
1: Yeah, there is a. There's
0: actually a ton of people that, that um, used to live in my old town, the mm-hmm. town that I used to live in, in Whittier, mm-hmm. that have all migrated to Boise and outside Boise and uh, all that, all those fun places.
1: Idaho's great. Idaho by the way.
0: has snow, right? Yes. The rest of the country has <laughs> weather, Leia. I don't know if uh, you know this. The rest of the country, aside from the crazy parts of the country, like. Texas and Louisiana and Florida have weather. It gets
1: cold. Does it snow in like Seattle? I
0: don't uh think it's probably so. too close to the coast that it can't, but yeah. I'm sure there is Portland? snow. I'm sure I'm sure there's snow on all the larger uh mountains. Okay. It, it probably snows occasionally. But that's like very coastal too. The salt water's probably stopping that from out in the right. air. Okay. Just a
1: guess. All right. Thanks, Bryson. The next email is from Bill, and it's titled, mmm, ham pie, t-shirt idea. (laughs) Hey, guys, a couple of episodes back, Josh mentioned ham pie, and it got me thinking of a t-shirt idea. On the front, it would say, mmm, ham pie. Below, an image of pie with a yaggy and an HT, maybe a ticket sticking out of it on the back that would have the ingredients. One, PCB crust. Two HTs, one HF rig, one Yagi, bake for one hour at VE session. The idea made me smile. Thanks for the awesome podcast, 73s, Bill, N0WWA. Did he
0: provide an image?
1: No, but I'm assuming it's supposed to look like a recipe card. It's a recipe for a ham pie.
0: I'm glad he added that because like he said, PCB crust, that's like silicon chips.
1: Yeah. We can't eat that. Well it's you're not supposed to eat hams anyway. You're definitely
0: supposed to eat ham. What are you talking about?
1: Not hams though. You could make a ham pie. I I feel like you're missing the point here. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'm
0: probably being very literal right now. Yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. I,
0: I like the idea with the with the card, like how you bake a ham. Yeah, how you make a ham radio operator. Yes. Okay.
1: All right, you're with it okay. now. All okay. right. Well, Bill, if we make the shirt, you will get one. The next email is titled "And Another Great Podcast Idea," and this is from Ron. Excellent. Leah and Josh, it was Sunday morning before I got around to listening to your latest podcast. Oh, Ron. Once again, it was thoroughly enjoyable, including your sojourn through the tragic events associated with some Asian migration. Mm. As a Vietnam veteran, thank you for your service. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for being a part
0: of getting so many people here that want to be Americans.
1: I am... So, aware of the horrors many suffered at the hands of an oppressive regime. Yes, we should all be thankful to those with bravery and strength who were able to seek out freedom. I agree. That is so kind. However, on a lighter note, I was really impressed by Leia's suggestion of an HF code plug as a voluntary means of assuring frequency allocation compliance. I could foresee a few standard versions freely available by transceiver model based upon license class and preferred modes of operation, i.e., technician no digital, technician with digital, general no digital, general with digital, etc. I certainly agree that it would provide one more thing to help remove the initial fear of operations. More advanced versions could be added to provide even more specific information, such as thirty meter channels, CW only, RIDI, DX subbands, sixty meter channel, WS PR frequencies, time standards receive only, And many other unique sets based on the ARRL Considerate Operators Mm -hmm. Frequency Guide. Again, great idea.
0: You've tapped into an idea here because that could be applied to many things. Actually, I would love it if the radio companies opened up some of this control in form of an API Mm -hmm. to the hams. And then they could just update it themselves and create whatever they wanted. Right. That'd be cool. That'd be slick.
1: Absolutely. Ron signs off w 4 O R H. Thank you so much, Ron. Such wonderful words. Very nice. The next email is titled, shirt alert. Hey, Leia. Oh, this is the... F- this came yeah. to me okay. after a second glass of Cabernet. I avoid the last third of any wine bottle. That is where the headaches are. Oh. Is that true? Because of the sediment? Hmm. Is that the problem? I'm going to
0: start throwing bottles into traffic if that's the case. What? <laughs> Time to open a new bottle. (laughs) I got barely past the halfway point.
1: So this is actually a funny story, because when Josh and I first started dating, he had a group of very rowdy friends. Yes. Embarrassingly rowdy. Horribly rowdy. Yes. And I lived in an apartment with one of my best friends from college. I think we were on like the third or fourth floor. The third floor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I Very threw important.
0: Very important for this story.
1: A Christmas party. Yes. Okay. Josh made the eggnog. I did. Yeah. From scratch. From scratch. Yes. And- Like uh, a proper,
0: like I had to find like an old book that had an eggnog, right. eggnog recipe in With it. real egg. Real egg. Like yes. real egg. Like uh-huh. a traditional eggnog. And everybody's like, what is this? I'm like,
1: can I just try it? And I had a massive spread. There was like shrimp cocktail, homemade fudge, all kinds of goodies. Mm -hmm. These things are important later. These are very important later. So one of Josh's later to be groomsmen, so they were very close. Mm -hmm. Yes. Went out to the balcony and was chucking (laughs) bottles off of the balcony into the parking lot. W- you well, can imagine how problematic this is. So this is as the parking the lot where the holder. Are.
0: But, but, he clarified. He's like, no, I'm, I'm throwing it well past all these cars. <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs>
2: there is
0: a, there's a, there's some kind of a, a high tension wire that has a fenced off area with rocks and a little shack. I'm trying to hit the shack. No humans are going to go over
1: there. I'm assuming he missed quite a few times. No, no. Given how, no, how tossed he, it. he was. I think he made I it. don't. I doubt it. No, I think Anyway. He <laughs> I think all of
2: them were on point.
1: <laughs> so somebody obviously calls the police in the apartment complex. Yes. And when the police arrive, they are greeted by what is clearly a very nice spread Mm -hmm. that looks like it does not belong at a drunken party no first of all no and one of the first things i do was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i didn't know this was happening would you like some fudge they absolutely took the fudge it was delicious yeah homemade fudge is amazing
0: and the the line that was given was a bottle of champagne fell off the balcony right and hit the ground and i and i ran downstairs and cleaned it up
1: yeah and they left no no issues they actually
0: walked in like uh i'm sorry this are we in the right apartment this This is the
1: party that's supposedly rowdy
0: this is the one where this This is a problem so yeah yeah homemade fudge
1: That's the trick, guys. Have, a, have, have, some. A,
0: have some homemade fudge ready, particularly in the holidays. I'm not going to say this is like the hot summer. Like, don't be like handing out homemade fudge in a hot summer. I have mean, I right. think that's Leia's preparedness the- tip next week. Have an appropriate dessert for any situation that you can find <laughs> yourself in.
1: I think also the tray of crushed ice with with shrimp cocktail. Were they all getting shrimp it?
0: cocktail too?
1: No, but were they I think eating shrimp cocktail, no, that's hilarious. I think, I think they came in and they saw kind of the spread of appetizers and and I I do a very nice tablescape, if I do say mm-hmm. so myself. Right. So I think they were just like, What this is not this is not a rowdy party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it was. But.
1: We actually we stopped talking uh, to that particular groomsman because he ended up dating a communist. Yeah. Yeah. So so just to tie that back right in to she was uh, she was northern Vietnamese and she would get inebriated and argue with me. Yeah,
0: that was fun. Those were fun times.
1: And I would be like, what are you doing in America? If you go feel back this to northern way?
0: Vietnam,
1: like, what are you even
0: doing here? Well, if I go there, then I won't be able to explore all the areas that I get paid for for free.
1: In America, yes,
0: yeah, the services,
1: yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. I just and this is how when you end up coupled up. Mm -hmm. If you end up with a partner that sucks, that will cost you your friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When your significant other says, "And that's a no for me,"
1: yeah, thank you.
0: (laughs) That's what happens.
1: Okay, so. Good guy. I hope you he dumped her. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Jim says, I had an idea for a shirt. I can't hold a candle to your design ability and graphic art talents, but oh, that is so kind. That is very kind. Don't. That is like Super way kind. too kind. We actually. went to school
0: four years, uh, graphic design, to get our bachelor's degree. No, I am literally at all. Not a, at all.
1: a business admin. Uh, with a minor in finance and marketing. Mm-hmm. So,
0: the most artistic. <laughs> yes, and of, you
1: are literally <laughs> hey, an engineer. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so,
0: the most artistic of of people. <laughs> you know what the difference is that we just don't care. We just say this is what we got. Try <laughs> it.
1: Make it happen. I mean, I do care about it. No, aesthetics. care
0: care in the sense that like I think people take when I say I don't care to mean like I don't care about the product that I'm putting out it's that i don't care enough to let my hang up stop me from trying
1: that is that's, really that's what your life's mantras. literally it's yeah.
0: like i don't care that i'm going to suck at this because i think most you often you always not, shoot
1: your shot you always i got to try i got to try yeah
0: and, if and you that's, do a, it long that's enough, a good
1: way to live. Actually. If you do it long enough, shot.
0: but if you do it long enough, you'll get good at it. You'll get passable, right? Like uh, appreciably passable. And sometimes you're comedic enough in your failings that it becomes its own living meme. Yeah. And then that's fine, too. Yeah. And that's hilarious. I mean, I, mean, I do. do it, I though. do
1: really like designing the shirts, though. It no, does know, give me a creative outlet. So hey babe, I really I'm, appreciate... I'm glad I could give this to you. Wow. <laughs> so You're so generous. Just the most generous. I'm kidding.
0: One. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad I could give this to you. But
1: great. despite the fact most of my ideas go nowhere, this is one that is at least going to make it to your inbox.
2: Oh. The attached
1: graph is, is a suggestion, but of course its final execution is up to you. If and this is actually uh it's a picture of um the thinking man.
0: Okay. The thinker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If I were to attempt to this, I would gussy this dude up with an earphone mic set and have him contemplating the seventy three hundred with a busy waterfall. <laughs> the caption: I am, therefore I am. I, I I like it actually. Do you see this? Uh, it's it's a pretty cool graphic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And dead <laughs> Jim says, uh, d- uh, "Open dead joke end." In the HTML, that's funny. 73, Jim, KB0LZ, P.S., thanks for your moving accounts of your family's journey to America. Well,
0: well thank you, Jim. And I I like where he's going with that because he's contemplating looking at the waterfall in the 7300.
1: There are many things you could be I looking. I don't know that we but... can
0: just pick up the thinker and drop him on a shirt, though.
1: Why not? Can we? It's definitely past any kind of copyright issues. The thinker is very old.
0: Is it very old? (laughs) Yes. Is it very old? Yeah,
1: I mean, we could probably do anything that has fallen out of copyright.
0: I mean, if Mr. Wizard had it in his opening, then... Sure. I guess we should be
1: good, too. Thank you, Jim, for that great idea. If we make this shirt, you're getting one. The next email is titled food preservation, and this is from Nate, not, um, no, what, what are you doing? Are My you, arms hurt? it looked like you were doing the gun show. <laughs> Josh is over hurt. here flexing his arms. I don't know if it's because trying. he saw a picture of the thinker trying to like, figure yeah, out whether or not I'm going to think could. hard right yeah.
0: now. <laughs> I gotta think so hard to power up to think.
1: This is from a different Nate than our weekly it is far email. Too early correspondent. For correspondent yes. Nate. It's de- definitely. He's uh I might I might have good news for Nate. I'm not sure though.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned.
1: Yes, exactly. In the race to be last. <laughs> and this be is last, not long. For, right. This is about food preservation. And Actually, Nate has our, mentioned to me before in our Facebook group that he has been meaning to uh, write something up because I often have talked about how important food preservation is for preparedness. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's probably one of the easiest things that you can get into and get your family into. Everybody cares about food, right? Yes. Yeah. So... <laughs> Nate says, how's it going, Josh and Leah? Hope things are going well. F- things have finally calmed down a little at the homestead. And it's time to get this email over to you on some of our preservation methods. It's going to be a little long, so my apologies. And I really want to uh, thank Nate because I, I know this is really well thought out. And he's been thinking about sending this email for a while. Okay. For the garden, green beans. Make sure you blanch them before you freeze them. Peppers, we freeze or hang them to dry. Tomatoes, we usually turn into spaghetti sauce and water bath can the jars. Cherry tomatoes never make it inside, thanks to our kids raiding the plants when they are playing outside. Hopefully, six cherry tomato plants will keep our two girls occupied for the season.
0: Oh, like they eat them out in the. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is like a beautiful like vision.
1: Josh hates I hate, raw tomatoes. I can't. I
0: can't. I, do I love that, that people when enjoy that When That's I'm gardening, super
1: cool. I it, I will pull off cherry Seriously? tomatoes. Seriously. That is just like a life
0: them. I wish I could enjoy. That is something I wish I could enjoy the way you enjoy it.
1: I love it. Oh God. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah, especially sun golds. Sun oh, golds are fantastic. Of course. Cherry of tomato. course. Yeah. Oof. Corn we will parboil and cut the cooked Corn kernels will rip it off and eat it off right the off the right there and freeze them. There's actually a really great TikToker who focuses on canning mm-hmm. and she learned it from her mother who learned it from her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she canned for so long that she has very good common sense canning. One of the things you find when you get into the canning community is that people argue over various things about what's acceptable and not not acceptable. Okay. And you never know who actually has the experience of canning something and having it last for a long time, right?
0: Or who got botulism.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, okay. Gotcha. So,
1: for her, she actually shares her pantry, Mm -hmm. and she shows what she's done, and she will preface this by uh, different things that are controversial by saying, this is not by the book, but I have done it this way, and my family has done it this way, so this is why I do it this way. I'm not telling you to do it this way, but it's possible, right?
2: Okay.
1: Uh, I want to... I'm going to have to look up what her uh, profile is because she's a very entertaining person to watch in addition to teaching people how to can. Okay. And all vegetables, uh, like everything has to be uh, based on its acidity level and what you want to accomplish with it has to be canned differently. hmm Right? So this, I'm really glad that Nate is writing in because there is nothing like experience. Okay. And it's very hard, especially for like city folk or suburban folks who don't know how to can to get started canning. Because even a canner looks very scary with the knobs and the tightening and making sure the pressure pressure is right and everything like that. Because it's a totally different game than the instant pot pressure cooker, right?
0: That's not really a thing. What? The Instant Pot pressure cooker.
1: Yes, the Instant Pot is a pressure cooker. There are certain things you can can with the Instant Pot.
0: But not like long-term storage type stuff. Yeah, there's are certain are things you can. Cans, small cans, small mason jars. All right. So small. Stop
1: judging my Instant Pot, so honestly. You, you enjoy all the fruits of its labor, and now you disrespect it in this way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tiny. It's breps. So tiny. I'm just hoping to get that freeze dryer. That's what it I'm just
2: I do sh-
1: want that freeze dryer. I know. I'm just shaming
0: dryer. you a little bit just because I know the freeze dryer is just going to show up one day and we'll be like, hiking food right there.
1: Do you want the freeze dryer? I I didn't realize that this was also yeah. a passion of yours yeah. in addition to mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll work on that. They're enormously expensive. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nate continues. This year, we are trying squash, broccoli, and spinach. We will come up with the preservation ideas um, come harvest time. So interestingly, for us, broccoli and spinach cannot be grown in the summer in California. No, it unless you're growing it in a like a microclimate that is pretty cool weather. For us, broccoli and spinach tends to be a cooler weather crop. Wintertime, we grow leafy greens inside with Kratky hydroponics for our rabbits. Oh, that's cool. I haven't heard of that. Other things on the homestead, we have a batch of kombucha going as well to try out. Okay, so I have made kombucha. You have. Before for a long time. Mm-hmm. I could never get the carbonation timing right. It would either be either. Undercarbonated or overcarbonated to the point where it's just going to explode,
0: like a glass bottle.
1: Yeah, like when you pop it and it's like champagne popping. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. When you we process, break a
0: bottle. You need more than that.
1: No, it's just surprising when you pop it open and it's overcarbonated. Okay, sure. When we process a hog, we make our own bacon on the smoker and turn the rest into ground pork with seasonings. That's amazing. With our rabbits, they are processed at 12 weeks and frozen. We ended up with 2.5 pounds per rabbit dressed weight. We use them in any dish you would normally use chicken in. We will either smoke them on the smoker or put them in the instant pot to cook them. Our favorite dishes are rabbit pot pie, rabbit tikka masala.
0: Ooh, okay. I'm I bet
1: in. that that's really good. Barbecue pulled Rabbit, aka sloppy hoppy. <laughs> Sometimes we will make rabbit jerky with the belly flaps. This has gotta be a
0: lot of time though to do this, right?
1: I mean you just make sure everything's fed and watered. Right? No,
0: but the processing, and the butchering, the, the butchering and then all the you know, the actual cooking. Yeah, I'm then,
1: actually curious, Nate. Yeah, I'm um, super curious on the time. Do you process them? Because I know a lot of hunters don't process their own meat; they send them out to be processed. But I mean, chickens are fairly easy to process. Sure. I don't well, know about rabbits.
0: Plucking though is a pain in the
1: butt. Mm, not really, because you do like the dunk and boil method. I think. Which you is, still got to
0: pull them all out.
1: Yeah, but they come off easy once they're flash boiled or whatever. Anyways, meat chickens, a.k.a. Cornish cross, we raise to eight weeks and then process and freeze whole. Average weight is five to nine pounds dressed. I also deer hunt in the winter. When we have that, we will make venison jerky or freeze the roast to have throughout the year. This is like truly a homestead.
0: Oh, yeah. It sounds like
1: it. Well done, Nate. I know it's not easy. It's it's lots of labor in the summer for you to enjoy the rest of the well.
0: I mean, the There is also the question of like, how do you profit off of some of that, right? Like, I am assuming they want to make money off of some of this stuff. I don't too. think so. I think you no? just
1: it's about living off the land. Well, I mean, I what mean do that you would be really nice. Else,
0: like for money and all that stuff.
1: Well, uh, well, if you own your land and you have solar power mm-hmm. and you can, grow grow and butcher your own.
0: <laughs> I grow it. I got internet seeds.
1: Oh, your issue is internet?
0: No, I'm saying like there's there's so many things that you can't just like grow off your land, right? There's something I thought you, have you to could pay just
1: for. I thought you could use ham radio for the internet. <laughs>
2: <No. I'm> t- <laughs>
1: Come
0: on. I never said anything like that.
1: But sure, I mean it's not I don't think it's that difficult to sell off some meat chickens or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, they've this, this is the self sufficiency dream, no, right? Yeah,
0: here. this is this is totally taking care of you and your family. This is awesome. I'm just curious, like, how do you supplement that?
1: Right, like uh, by working. Yeah, I'm but I mean, like, w- mm-hmm. what do you
0: do? I mean, these are little personal questions. Sure. I appreciate sure. if you don't want to answer that, don't yeah. worry about it. But you know.
1: Nate continues, if I may add to this as well, anyone in the audience who would like to know what they can do to be a little bit more self-sufficient, they can check out Jack Spierko at the Survival Podcast. He has a wealth of knowledge oh, yeah. about what you can do even in your one-tenth-of-an-acre suburban lot. That's fantastic. I'm definitely going to check that out. Now, for merch suggestion, us whiskey drinkers need rocks glasses with the Tech General Extra Class oh, on them. That's a good idea. I will see idea. what I can do about that. And if we make them, you You're will get one. one. Yep. 73 Nate W N T C H. This. Ah, uh, Just so many, such goals. They has so many goals, goals right now. She's, I,
0: we're just going to pack up, man. We're going uh, We're going to Idaho. We're going somewhere.
1: Oh, wait, they have snow. Uh, yeah, I don't know going... where we're going because
0: it's the snow. I, I think no, you hate No, I the like snow. snow. I do you just, like snow. You like snow. You just don't want to live in snow.
1: I don't want the You've weather to times. dictate anything to me. I want to be You're able to- so...
0: That's so pompous.
1: It you is. If I it said is. that,
0: you'd be like, it's "Terrible! You're so
1: pompous." No, it's terrible. It is a little bit, but uh, I just,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't want to have to bundle kids in like snow suits and deal with any kind of transportation in the snow. I, I
2: don't
1: have any problem with that. Yeah. Of course you don't, because you know how you don't mind spinning out on things. No, but... I have no problem
0: with that. <laughs> I think that's fun.
1: I know. Thank you so much, Nate. The next email is titled Mung, and this is from Lonnie. Oh hi, Leia. And I know Josh. where this is going. I just gotta say I love the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please don't shorten it up. It's great where it's at. I do say it does cut into my ham radio time in my truck. LOL. Anyway, you can listen to
0: both. You can ham radio and listen to us. You don't have sure. to stop.
1: The reason I was emailing is that I thought you might be interested in this other podcast I was listening to. It's the Meat Eater podcast, and they have a guest on this episode from Laos. He talks about his family's escape from Laos after the U.S. pulls out. It's episode 278. I will take this link and drop it in our show notes as well. Uh, I actually in college had a roommate who was from Laos. Everybody I have ever met from Laos that is in the U.S. now, very wealthy. It's Mm -hmm. bizarre. I haven't met a lot of people from Laos, Mm -hmm. but the ones that I have met, their families have been... Very well
0: off. Did you ever talk to Khan uh, Supernusaphone? Excuse me. Khan Supernusaphone from where? Laos. He's Laotian.
1: Uh, I know, but in what, in what context? What I have. He met. was
0: on this show called King of the Hill. <sighs> he was not a millionaire. Why do you do this? He was <laughs> Why not a do you do this? <laughs> he was not a millionaire.
1: He was staying in Arlen, Texas. I mean. Uh, I'm assuming that he had a restaurant.
0: Yeah, I think he did. Actually. Yeah,
1: okay, great. <laughs> Thanks for did. that. Uh huh. Seventy-three W zero W A L, and that's Lonnie. Thank you so much, Lonnie. I will check out that podcast because I. So he do... said Hmong,
0: like the Hmong people. What is that? What he said Hmong, right? The yeah, that's
1: uh, that's its own race.
0: That's not necessarily from Laos. Right. I'm not
1: sure, actually.
0: I mean, they refer to themselves as boat people, like when you talk to somebody that is Hmong.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: But that's not necessarily like of a country, a specific country. Because that, that was at the time like the Golden Triangle, right?
1: Actually, I, I probably know like a couple of people who are Hmong, but I, I don't think they ever referenced Laos.
0: No, well, though
1: it's you know it's I don't so difficult.
0: know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to assume, but right. The the emailer was talking about someone that's Laotian, um, but then the subject that I was Hmong. so it's kind of like, well, okay, I don't know what that means. There's some context there. I'm not there.
1: Aware there of. were Hmong people in Laos sure. yeah, 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 and yeah. in Vietnam,
0: actually. Well, I, I would yeah. argue that they're probably throughout the Golden Triangle, which was yeah. uh, La- uh, Laos, Burma. And Thailand, right, was the golden triangle. Mm-hmm. triangle. Um, and then, sure, Vietnam, sure, as well. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much yeah, for that, Lonnie. The next email is titled T shirt idea. And this is from Kyle. Hey, I had another idea for a T shirt that I thought would be cool. Let me know what you think. I don't know if you're allowed to use a YouTube logo or not, but the premise is basically YouTube is my Elmer. Thanks for all you guys do. Oh, that's good. Will, yeah. And this is I love actually, that. yeah, the design is the YouTube logo. It's it's kind of an element that I use from can the hamster. Do ham that fest. with
0: the world, the same picture I drew yeah. with the planet.
1: Right, the one that I used for the The right?
0: Yeah, we can do that. That'd be good. I like it. You like it? I'm all right. Board. Yeah.
1: Well, Kyle, it sounds like you're getting a shirt.
0: And we could wrap the text around the planet and say YouTube is my Elmer. Around it,
1: around right. It. Except for it might be too close to what mm-hmm. I already designed yes. f- for the hand. Oh, fest. for the hand fast.
0: Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All
1: right. I love it when your light bulb goes off. Like I'm saying something very gently. Mm -hmm. You just keep going. It's like, and then you get it. And Uh, then I'm like, okay, okay, all right. Thanks for all you guys do. You will never know how many people you guys help in this hobby. Thanks, Kyle. uh, K-O-4-D-Z-L. About five. Thank you for the design, Kyle. About five. Five? Yeah, about five. That that you guys help in this. Yeah, that you help in this. Yeah, yeah, about five. Five is a solid number. Yeah, let's go with five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next email is titled. Oh, I think I already did this. We did the grounding. Okay. New podcast fan. And this is from Jean. Josh and Leia, I have followed Josh's YouTube videos for a couple of years now. And they've been a real help in getting license and choosing first radios. Recently discovered Audible offers podcasts with their subscription and found the HRCC podcast. Oh, cool. Welcome, Jean. Wish I would have found it sooner. Really appreciate the practical preparedness ideas on each episode. Audible actually has a number of ham radio audio books. I used Michael Burnett's fast track book to study for my technician. I did that for my extra. Did you? Mm -hmm. And just pre-ordered H. Ward Silver's newest dummies edition due out next week. I have
0: that book. Do you? The new one. It's fantastic. Yeah? Ward Silver's book is great. Um, what does it cover? It is a bit of a, a, a rogues gallery of information on ham radio. Did you say it's,
1: a rogues gallery?
0: A rogues gallery of information on ham radio. It doesn't have can like one, one particular type. Ti- can like one topic. be a
1: gentleman and also? <laughs> no. I
0: mean, the modern rogue, right? The modern rogue is somebody who yeah. is... Uh, uh capable in all aspects right so it's a, it's a rogue's gallery that's a hmm. term that's used to describe someone who's a gen- general information lots of general information it's fantastic it's very I good i thought
1: a rogue in gaming was the one who would like be stabby stabby
0: yes but uh, actually that's a, that's a fantastic <laughs> point you bring up because a, a rogue also has knowledge in the arcana they mm-hmm. are magic users. Mm-hmm. They use wands. Um, this is why you always
1: like to play a rogue, actually. I do. Yeah, yeah. They're,
0: they're like the utility. They're the MacGyver of the D&D world. Because that's exactly what they do, right?
1: Man, I miss EverQuest. Oh,
0: God, EverQuest was trash. I mean, it was and fun. Wow. But and WoW. And WoW. was better wow, than EverQuest, yeah. for sure.
1: We're talking about MMOs, guys. Just <laughs> Did
0: you bump the table, or was there
1: an earthquake? I bumped the table. Okay.
0: One of those 1.5 pre-shocks. <laughs> Hang on for the pre-shocks, everybody.
1: Gene uh, continues. I found the CB discussion on a recent podcast interesting, having been around CB before it became a fad in the 70s. Cool. Like Josh, my route to ham was via SWL yeah. when I was younger That's rather right. than CB. I returned to SWL with my first SDR dongle, and from there, to getting my tech. Awesome. Well done. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't know where CB fits in now. It seems like it might have a place in communications with non-HAMs. Do you feel CB, especially SSB, compares to FRS or GMRS to fill that need for alternative communication with non-HAM family and friends?
0: Well, I mean, the thing to keep in mind is that CB, you don't have to have a license. And if you get people on CB single sideband, they're going to be more effective over over range. But it's not fantastic for uh, close-in communications. Like, you can do line of sight with CB. Uh, FRS, though, requires no license. GMRS requires a license. It's going from $75 to $35 gmrs is a much better line of sight communicator cb may have a bit of a range on it at 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 some kind of appreciable distance but it's not consistent right we're coming into the high cycle we're like we're literally we're literally approaching the best time to be a ham right now which is super super awesome we're approaching a point where 10 meters, 11 meters on CB is going to be fantastic for making contacts. It is going to be super cool. So in that sense, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Is that going to be a consistent thing where you can pick up your CB radio and talk to your buddy that's like two states away? Probably not. Will you be able to talk to someone? Yes. If your goal is reliable emergency communication, GMRS is the way to go, I think, like uh, by and large without much question. Um, And I think you should get the license. It's good for 10 years, and it lasts, you know, a considerable amount of time for, you know, if you distributed it. And the radios are really good, too. There's a lot of radios on the market.
1: Excellent. Gene signs off 73. Gene, KD9OST. Thank you. The next email is titled License Class Radio, and this is from Dallas, not the city.
0: License Class Radio. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Hello guys, I think y'all should run this idea down. The design, uh, run this idea down and design slash build a radio that does this. You can make and sell these radios as kits that are pre flashed with the software. This would get one practice in building and get a good radio. Just a thought. Seventy three is K E zero W J U. Well, that is a good idea. I. Josh has thought before about designing a radio.
0: I have, but I'm not I'm not smart enough about electronics. I'd have to like stop doing many things to just focus on that to learn it.
1: That is not your jam. I mean, there's just a lot going on. That's true. <laughs> there's really a lot going Thank on. Thank you for the suggestion, Dallas. But hey, if Josh ends up making this. I mean,
0: but it, when you live in a world where we can technically have SDRs that show up, that like could just take an SDR and make software for it, that's a whole different animal.
1: Well, kind of, right? Mm, yeah. I mean I mean that's kind of the what you were getting at with the APIs, right? If all the SDRs were able to um open up their APIs for development, then right. you could theoretically create software that would come on a flash dongle Mm -hmm. that would be able to inserted be inserted into whichever radio somebody has right yeah Yeah. absolutely thank you so much dallas i
0: mean that that takes a whole lot of coordination between brands and there's no way we're going to get that level of coordination but you know it's it's a thing that we can possibly do
1: right yeah the next email is titled "Follow Up," and this is from Don. Good day, West Coast First Family of Ham, including your kids.
0: Oh wow! Thank you.
1: That's that's a big title. Thank you. So the short answer: first
0: dog we got Charlotte here.
1: Yeah, first that's dog true. of Ham Radio.
0: Yes, she's a Welsh Corgi. She's so a part of the a Corgi royal blood- blood- Army. We have a royal bloodline, right? Two right.
1: <laughs> royalty of Ham Radio. <laughs> sure okay so the short answer is that my new pick-me-up is Rooibos tea not as satisfying as coffee but it is what it is i really like Rooibos, actually Leia, you have it
0: a is- you have a, a a tea approach that i think is more like i i like coffee coffee is just a big thing like drink it Boom!
1: I try all but the teas. Like
0: tea, you you've got this great approach of like you can kind of drink it all day, and it just kind of gives you like a chill Absolutely. amount of energy. Yeah, it's not peaks and valleys and like riding them waves. It's just exactly. kind of like a. It's just a little Roo-Boo's bit. Booze is just a little free though. No, I mean, but like you in general with tea is kind of a. Yeah. You're not stra. You're trying to find a balance, right? Yes. Right? Would that yeah. be the term? and I try
1: to I try to time my. Tr- tea drinking as well but I find that if I drink tea after about 4 p.m. that's that's probably too late it does interrupt my sleep mm. yeah unless I really need to power through something like a podcast
0: <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, you're then you're like tea a time
1: yeah but I I mean I drink all kinds of tea I genuinely love it I just threw a tea party to teach the boys
0: what kind of tea did you drink for the tea party
1: I had non-caffeinated tea, so there were a few different flavors. There was a mulled berry tea Mm -hmm. that was from Tivana.
0: Chamomile. It's all chamomile. Yeah. (laughs) Put them all to sleep. The kids took a nap, and then the moms (laughs) got to hang out.
1: There was also an Italian soda tea, which, interestingly, when the kids tried to add milk to it because they wanted to use all the accoutrements available on the table. Mm -hmm. But the... Italian soda tea had so much citrus in it that it curdled the milk, just like a normal Italian soda would. Oh, interesting. If you're not adding the right amount and and tempering for Mm -hmm. Italian soda, you'll curdle the milk. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's what the kids had. And then I made an Earl Grey green tea for the moms. Hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Very nice. And the kids <laughs> That's got like to. Borat. Yeah. The kids <laughs> no, got Borat to. Borat went down. to this tea
0: party and he yeah. said, very nice. <laughs> mm,
1: very and nice. I made homemade scones and clotted cream and uh, tea sandwiches and brought in some macarons and some treats and everything. And Man. the kids sat. They put their napkins on their laps. how did Edison do? They learned. He did good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He sat right next to me and. Good place for Edison. Yeah. And he ate, and there was a separate table for the big kids. Mm -hmm. And everybody came kind of dressed up a little bit because the point was we have a wedding that's coming up. Right. And I wanted the kids to get ready. Uh oh my god, I didn't even think because they get the so uncomfortable in collared shirts and yeah. everything that oh I wanted gosh. them to get used to it and not be so frustrated with collared shirts. Mm-hmm. They wore their collared shirts for hours without issue because all their friends wore too. So that's one hurdle. The other one is that they've got to sit down at the banquet. Right. And not be terrible.
0: Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do about that. All right. I so think it'll be, be, be okay. Fun.
1: Actually, all right. I mean, that's what the practice was for—fancy mm-hmm. tea party stuff—and they didn't knock over any of the tiered platters. Oh, that's good. so—that's a success, right? Very good. Yeah, yeah. So Don continues. I wanted to—I want to say that I do enjoy your pod. Just so you know, Leia, I have been a tech for seventeen years now, so no rush. Thank you, Don. There you go. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> I do miss working HF, that I did work as a radio operator in the military. And yes, I will agree that most veterans that claim to be radio operators were assigned to that role. My training- Ah, yes,
0: I didn't catch much flack for that. I got to just yeah. <laughs> say, I didn't catch much flack for that statement.
1: My training as a radio operator slash maintainer was six months where we learned propagation, digital logic, mm-hmm. how the layers of the atmosphere and sun cycles, as well as geography, can affect radio transmissions. Nice. 73, the RF field tech, Don, KE5ADX. I did get Thanks, one person Don. that
0: commented on my comment on radio operators in the military. Okay. I wasn't trying to shame anyone in the military, of course. I don't do that right., uh, but I did say like at the at the general level of the the quote unquote radio operator, there's a lot of difference between the different you know whomever you talk to that mm-hmm. that is in that position. Uh, and sometimes coming out of, of radio, they have a certain way of looking at the radio world versus the way a ham might look at it. Sure. I did get an email, but I think now that I, now that I think about it, I think it came directly to me. I don't think mm-hmm. it went to you. So I don't it know that we're ever going to gonna see it. So I might have to go back and forward it off to you and so we can talk uh, about
1: discuss. it. Discuss. Yeah, because I don't think okay. he was wrong
0: in, my, in, in criticizing me on my criticism. But sure. Maybe it'll show up. Who knows?
1: All right. Thank you, Don. Yeah. The next email is titled York.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: And this is from Doug. I prefer peppermint patties over other candies. Although generally, I like all candy. I was listening to a video about finding RF and I thought of you and touch lamps, anti touch lamp. Oh, Douglas, that means that you haven't seen the light. Oh, (laughs) K-I-7-L-I-K Wow, with the dad joke
0: (laughs) on the drop. That was pretty good, Leah. Um, So if you come at me and you're like, no, York Peppermint patties are good, but then you say like, but also, I like all candy, then it's hard for me to like, get you know what I mean? Like, you don't have a strong...
1: Uh, you know what? I've just got to... I think I have to convert, you know? I don't know. I've had I don't York, know York peppermint else
0: to... patties. I grew up tr- eating the little small ones. Grandma the, had the them all the time. super fresh ones?
1: Because they vary. I've had them.
0: I've had them in all stages of life.
1: I don't believe. Newborn York peppermint no, patties. No, I don't believe. <laughs> There's <no> Elderly like. <laughs> York peppermint patties.
0: I have... And, and I would save the foil.
1: I would. I would save the foil. I was trying to build the you biggest apparently, foil ball You apparently need to now mm. eat a lot of ding-dongs because I, I think they are still wrapped in foil. They are. Just for... Like
0: pure foil, just straight up foil.
1: Yes. Yeah. For your will and Do you know antenna. how
0: many ding-dongs you'd have to eat to make a damn antenna? That'd be crazy.
1: I bet I could make... Like
0: a, a two meter, maybe I could do that. That's like one box, maybe. I could
1: use a lot in a in a ding-dong ice cream cake, I think.
0: What Lots are you of ding-dongs talking
1: about? in a cake. Well, we're not just going to throw out the ding dong. with an ice
0: cream cake, okay? You can't just
1: be calling ding-dongs. What? <laughs> what
2: I'm about? just
1: talking about using the ding-dongs in an ice cream cake. Like, as the base for an ice cream cake. And then you could take the foil wrappers. And then 20 years from now, you'll have enough to make an antenna.
0: Yeah, I know. Seriously, I'll be dead before we can make an intent out of it.
1: You think you're going to die in 20 years? That's terrible. You're midlife right now.
0: Oh, my God.
1: If that. If that. If that. Yeah. You yeah. may be shorter. Once you we might figure not out that lobster mid-life. serum,
0: <laughs> that would be good.
1: Why not just eat a lot of the lobsters? I don't think
0: that's going to do it.
1: I'm willing to try. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about when
0: I say that? The lobster serum?
1: Yeah, because they don't actually die. They're the
0: only animals that don't die of old age. Yeah. They only die of like uh, some kind of horrible pressure problem with their shell because they're exoskeleton.
1: That's why they're so delicious.
0: Because they're the, the, the fear of death constantly and that makes the meat tender?
1: No, no. Just their eternal life.
0: That's why, and not yes. because they're a relative of the cockroach.
1: Uh, you, why must you ruin things? <laughs> lobsters are delicious.
0: The delicious cousin of the cockroach, the lobster, so delicious. Like
1: you don't chow down whenever we have lobster noodles. Come on, come on.
0: Leah, when people ask what do I prefer, lobsters or crabs, what do I say? Every time. You Would know
1: you that. be willing to go? I'd rather to eat Vegas. a spider. Than a cockroach. Just to go to Bacchanal. <laughs> I
0: don't even know what that is.
1: It's the buffet at Caesars where you can get unlimited king crab legs oh, and unlimited lobster. Uh, I mean, I... Worth it. You know
0: what? I, I got to say, like, going through all this, I haven't missed Las Vegas once. Have you missed Las Vegas?
1: I miss it now.
0: Just because we're talking about king crab legs? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I haven't missed any... I've, I'm not a big buffet person, though. You know that about me. I'm not a big buffet person. I know,
1: person. but you need to do the Asian method of doing a buffet. This is like my I father's understand. method. I
0: understand. You got to make it so
1: that buffets regret being yeah, a buffet.
0: But I <laughs> I don't like committing an entire day... Possibly a day and a half to feeling bad about my life's decisions after I went to but the buffet. But I mean,
1: theoretically, if all you ate was king crab legs, you would have gotten your money's worth. You just can't do what you normally do where you pick up some buffet pizza for some reason. I, I've
0: i done the <laughs> shrimp game and the crab leg game. I've played all the game games of the buffet and it's just like, okay. I'm,
1: but hear me out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bacchanal has Wagyu beef. Yeah, I uh, I don't know.
0: But I, I, Whatever. That's, that's always a, a, I don't know. The Wagyu beef thing is.
1: So, I mean, the grand plan is literally hit Vegas, go to Bacchanal, Grand Canyon. It's like Canyon, Wagyu's cousin. Grand Canyon. Bob. Come back.
0: Bob go Wagyu.
1: We'd only be Tim staying Sake. in Vegas. <laughs>
0: The the beef.
1: <gasps> Why would it be sake? That's salmon.
0: Because he's what? really <laughs> likes sake. He's from Kobe. He's Kobe Tim Saki from Kobe Island. I'm
1: saying a yeah. totally fine trip would be going to Vegas, mm-hmm. going to Bacchanal, which apparently is like a four hour affair. Given it's a two oh, hour no. line, it's a two hour line. Oh, I'm from not Bacchanal. Doing
0: that. I'm not doing that.
1: Well, we want to go to the Grand Canyon, so I don't know another way to we, do it. We can go to Arizona. <laughs> I don't know another way. <laughs> great Canyon. Very big. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know another way to go to the Grand Canyon, aside from going to Vegas and then Bacchanal before you go to the Grand.
0: It's in the way, don't you understand? We have to break down the defenses before they let us through to the great Grand Canyon. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. We can just go through Arizona, I guess.
1: But and then, then Arizona, how can would stop you go through to... the Titan
0: Missile Museum, then how... and I can, I can activate then the
1: Then how would you go to Bacchanal? The
0: Discone antenna, the great discone antenna, the largest discone antenna.
1: I just don't know how you'd get to Bacchanal <laughs>
0: Plus it's not even like the gr- anyway, we're 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 getting into like critiquing the Grand Canyon depending on well, if you come through this state, it's
2: not the sides be the
1: best of the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. There are people who feel very strongly about which side of the Grand Canyon is the good side.
0: We just open ourselves up to a lot of emails.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could just take a train around the rim and then mm-hmm. you're seeing it all, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, that reminds me. We got to get back and uh. There's some questions that I have to ask you about the Grand Canyon. No, another travel-based thing that we're we're working right now. Keep going. Sorry. Oh, we okay. Should, we're, we, I spent right. too much talking about. Wow. This.
1: Okay. Well, the next email is from Shane. Reply to last podcast sorta soda email. Soda, if you remember, sorta last-
0: soda. I like that.
1: Last week, we were speaking with or reading an email Mm -hmm. um, from a ham that had suffered from, I think, a cardiac incident. Yes. And he was getting back into it. Yes. And he called it sort of soda. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Shane says, Hello, Leah and Josh. On your last podcast, Leah read an email from a gentleman who said he's easing his way into soda and he doing field operations in a style he referred to as sort of soda since he wasn't setting up on official soda summits. I just want to drop this quick email to let him know he can still earn soda points by operating from a location. That's not an official soda summit. He can always chase other soda activators from the field too.
0: Well, so I will add an extra point to that. You could set up in a park, do a parks on the air and chase soda from said park.
1: Double the points.
0: You get soda points and parks in the air points. So yes, you That's absolutely so can do that. I'm into this. So efficient. Yes. So this
1: is this is what it
0: took. I just needed two competing ham games to get you
1: to like must maximize the points. efficiency. That's you know, why I really find Field Day so interesting. It's like I, know, you I thought can you'd stack be, points. I thought you'd be gamify so, the system. I thought you'd be so into that, but you were like pretty. You were not engaging. I felt.
0: I felt you weren't like.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so tired. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, get, it. I get it.
0: We save it for the end. So yeah, you're you're pretty gassed at that point. But <laughs> now you're like, oh, I love it. Stack those coupons. We need to stack the coupons.
1: I have. If anybody's not using Ibotta, you definitely should.
0: Ibotta.
1: Ibotta is a coupon app, and they have. I
0: bought a toothpaste.
1: <laughs> no, they have coupons for alcohol. Oh, yes.
0: Did I bought Tito's?
1: No. <laughs> You know what? I'll I'll drop a link for Ibotta, okay. too, because there's a lot of ways that you can just stack Ibotta with Target Circle, and then you save a ton of money. Cool. Because Ibotta will run similar promos to what Target Circle is running. Target Circle is like their own in-house discount coupon app for mm-hmm. Target, and um, you can stack them because oh, well. you – Ibotta syncs into your Target Circle app, and it knows what you've purchased and will just automatically credit it. So you don't even have to take a picture cool. of your receipt to prove proof purchases. Mm-hmm. It has already synced. It's, it's super cool. I know hams may not be into couponing, but you should be. Just saying. You should be. Save money. Yeah. Save money. Be frugal on the things you already buy.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's your money. Don't you want more of it?
1: True story. So Shane continues. I'd like to encourage him and anyone else who'd like to participate in soda but are unable to get to a soda summit for whatever reason to give it a try. You can still set up and operate portable and participate in soda and PODA too. 73's Shane KD9 and JJ Scout75 on YouTube. And I will drop a link for scout 75 on youtube in the show notes thank Go you on. so much shane thank you. the next email is titled email cheat code and this is from jace with this cheat code i will be the last one up up down down left right <laughs> nope. left right ab start not gonna work sorry jace we still have four more emails mm. <laughs> Cheat code denied. <laughs> Thanks for emailing. Though. That'll get
0: you 30 lives on Contra, but not this podcast.
1: The future of ham radio and field day at a brewery. Oh, from Sean. Okay. To the commanding officers of the HRCAC Corgi Army. Is that Is that us or is that Is that Charlotte and Ethan's Corgi? I think
0: it's Ethan. I think it's Ethan.
1: Yeah, Ethan's corgi is, is, is has quite a commanding presence. Yes. <laughs> I realize it's been a month since the rebranding ham radio podcast episode dropped, but I've been thinking a lot about it, and I wanted to share my thoughts. Hold on to your butts.
0: <laughs> I'm holding. <laughs>
1: yes. While a journey of discovery, experimentation, and learning from failures should absolutely be encouraged, in my opinion, that shouldn't be required to begin the hobby. Many people who are potential new hams will actually want their handheld held when they are starting out as extremely clear steps to follow, well-defined best practices, and will want the process to be as easy as possible. While there seems to be a generalization that all hams like to tinker and experiment, that won't be universally true. And there are now several generations of people who are used to technology, quote unquote, just working, but many of which who would actually really enjoy ham radio if common hurdles were removed from their path. Many hams take pride in so much they've learned, and rightly so, because the process has historically been so difficult and time consuming to get to certain levels of knowledge. But the difficulty of that process is exactly what will turn some potential hams away. In my opinion, the keys to growing ham radio are threefold polish, organization of information, and marketing. Polish ham okay. radio suffers from an overwhelming abundance of available information that is widespread with plenty of material being hotly debated. Yeah. yeah and and it or all contradictory disagrees with each other. Yes, yes. To other information. Grounding, for example.
0: Oh, don't even don't even look at that topic.
1: Furthermore, it seems like some of the really great detailed information on some topics is still only in books or on web pages yes. of OMs that seem to have created their pages on GeoCity.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: and are rocking bleeding edge technologies like tablets and frames instead of CSS. I'm not trying to throw shade. Many of us exennials and and older generation were there once ourselves.
0: Straight HTML. There's no CCS on any of this stuff.
1: But newer generations of potential hams are used to modern responsive web design, beautiful user interfaces across many different devices and apps, and guided experiences that will present the information they need to know with no extra effort on their part. I feel like new potential hands could greatly benefit from a highly polished interactive guide that held their hand every step of the way from beginning basics all the way to advanced topics, underlying equations, and previous Apple fame designed a robust interactive learning guide that could benefit, oh, I'm sorry, and wait. Did I do that? Underlying equations and recommendations for experiments to dig into topics further themselves. Basically, imagine if Joni of previous Apple fame designed a robust interactive learning guide that could benefit five-year-olds all the way through PhDs.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. But, I mean, you have to appreciate that Apple integration uh, cost... Many millions of dollars. True story. Many people got paid yes. millions of dollars. The and, number
1: of project managers they have. At oh my Apple. god!
0: And and then the products that they sell, uh, iPhone related. They're like, you get out for a thousand dollars, you got a deal. The, the, we're not. Let me be very specific with what I'm saying. Phones m- require that we integrate and we simplify. Because they are a commodity device. They're a commodity device where if you are not simplified, then you are a dinosaur. And power usership of jailbreaking phones and all that stuff is something that predominantly lives in the Android space. Is something that is almost viewed as a power user. And the power user of a phone would make us in the ham radio world laugh as like, haha, you child. <laughs> uh, you got the ability to install whatever you wanted. Ha 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 ha. Uh, that is ham radio in a nutshell, though. It's it's the jailbreaked Android, do whatever you want, run any software you want so far as, you know, to the limits of your IT capability, which is a really funny juxtaposition because it, we live in the dichotomy of the ham that knows IT becomes every other ham's best friend to run all those crazy esoteric software that, um, if you were to try and put that on the App Store, would never get off the ground, right? It would it would not be there. There is no there is no iPhone um, app for many of these things that we run on on ham radio because it's just too crazy in in a lot of cases,
2: right?
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Sean continues, organization of information. I think that a lot of the ham radio information on YouTube and other social media platforms is excellent, but there is so much of it. I will say that the fact that Ham Radio Crash Course videos come up first for the most topics is incredibly helpful for newcomers.
0: Well, thank you. I also appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Especially considering the excellent job you've done curating Playlist Mm. and is going to likely
0: play
1: a huge role in growing this hobby. However, even with the great playlist as a starting point, there are over a thousand videos and possibly as many hours on your channel alone mm-hmm. as someone starts digging in. The HRCC Facebook group and Discord definitely help, but finding all the nuggets of key information still feels like a massive undertaking. Oh,
0: I, I, this is a wiki man. This is a wiki man. I already know it. So Aggregation is, is where he's going.
1: I've actually talked to you about this before mm-hmm. about how you could set up a course.
0: Yeah, but that's not what he's saying. He he's talking about scraping information and how do we aggregate it? How do we pull How do we how do we make it more easy to search for things and find very specific value added hits
1: well let me continue okay please sean says my pipe dream idea is an organized resource responsive website app etc contributed by top content creators industry professionals and manufacturers retailers who would help fund the site. Good luck. Respected engineers, legitimate subject matter experts, and knowledgeable, experienced hams, Node gatekeepers allowed, all working in concert with a really talented UI and graphics design team with the goal of pre- uh, presenting concise, accurate information, free of opinions, but in a way that has been zhuzhed up. Simple, clean design, really nice infographic graphics, animations, etc. The main page could essentially be the elevator pitch of stuff that's awesome about ham radio that people may not know about communicating with the ISS and satellites, EME, meteor scatter, emergency preparedness and grid independence, Arden, Soda, Pota, contesting, DXing, fox hunting, cool uses of APRS, SSTV, various digital modes, and obviously much more. And each example could link to a dedicated page with more specific curated information, infographics, and or animations, information on which bands and frequencies are typically used for that activity, and license level required, embedded videos on the topic from Mm -hmm. content creators, and Mm -hmm. links to relevant external resources. Those pages could in turn link to even more specific topics that help people understand all the details of suddenly setting up their shack in a range of different situations, single-story homes with plenty of land, second floor shacks, HOAs, apartments, mobile, portable, etc., grounding and bonding, how to get on the air, operating procedures and etiquette that people often learn the hard way. Sean, this is kind of what the ARRL should be doing.
0: Yeah. So, Sean, I I hear what you're saying, but... Gosh, to to come at this, he he is he has posed this question is so complex to to talk about because he mentioned brands. Brands don't generally work together, generally, right? 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 Um,
1: it's interesting because Hams as users feel like a community correct but the brands don't ever come together unless it's some Ham Faster convention
0: so uh, l- i'm not i'm not throwing any brands under the bus and i think other i think a lot of brands do work together in certain cases where they're adjacent they're ham adjacent right of
1: course why not
0: right mm-hmm. but if you're talking about the majors they're generally not like playing in the same ball court together.
1: i mean a lot of the majors are actually in japan which right. makes it a little bit more difficult to kind of assimilate to what the U.S. and more Western countries believe about collaboration.
0: Yeah, well, okay, that's a really good point. So, uh, boy, that's a whole that's a whole podcast in its own right. Is 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 uh, devouring the Japanese market of ham radio. Like, I I, I think I'm just scraping the surface. But I do have an appreciation of what Japanese business markets are for other areas that are outside ham radio. So, okay, we're just talking the brands for a second. They're not necessarily going to, like, jump on board necessarily, unless you're providing a really good product that is already providing value. The brands aren't necessarily going to want to be your um, angel fund, right? They're not going to, like, hop in early and be like, yeah, let's fund this thing. They're going to want to see you already create something that is of value. So then you're like, okay, let's get the creators on board. Well, the creators already have a thing that exists. It's YouTube. And some of them try to do a decent job with the playlist. I, I try to do a, a decent job with the playlist. But then we also have our own websites with link trees and all the other things that we're doing and, and all that other stuff. So you're talking about like collating all that and, and co-locating it. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. You're, you're basically trying to create a social media platform. Is kind of but also
1: consider do. the fact that the people who are attracted to ham radio, though they appreciate the community, they are also fiercely independent. I well, mean, this is
0: this, th- this is was the other joke that I was going to bring up is is while I was listening to this, I wanted to say, go, everyone, look up XKCD comic on standards. And we have it actually as like a quick type. Mm-hmm. If you did an exclamation point and wrote standards on the Discord, our Discord, it would show this comic. And it's there are 14 competing standards.
1: For Mm -hmm. something
0: in technology. And somebody says, we should create one standard where everybody's desires and beliefs are co-located and all interfaces are appreciated and and all objects within design is is accounted for. And that would be great. And somebody goes, yeah, we should do that. And then the the third panel is, there are now 15 competing standards. (laughs) Because there's a joke in ham radio that if you had three hams in a county, there's two ham radio clubs. Yes.
1: (laughs) <laughs> because everybody
0: is constantly in competition. The reason why iPhones draw the, the the capabilities that they have is because they're a major competitor in the space. And they're driving this content, whether it is the development of hardware or the development of applications, and then selling those applications. It's a one-stop shop for a home that you can buy one thing and then easily get to the answers that you want. In your case, you're talking about the time and energy needed to co-locate all these GeoCity blogs that existed back in the day, bringing that information in and appreciating and respecting the, the knowledge of the original creators, right? How do, you, how do you pay for those people to say, I want your data. Give me your information.
1: Well, you know, you brought up something that I think might work when you said wiki,
0: that's why that's why I said he's a wiki guy.
1: Yeah. Because at the end of the day,
0: the wiki is a okay. What does a wiki do? A wiki co-locates linking out and provides some information for keywords and hit points that you would you would catch and you're scraping information. Now a wiki is not the same as scraping because scraping generally implies no holds barred, you're just pulling all this information in and showing it to people it lacks curation a wiki generally implies some level of curation where people go in and they say oh no this is really good for like a building a dipole but you may not want to listen to them for an NFED half wave kind of thing right that's the complexity when you start talking about curated versus non-curated scraping versus controlled wiki
1: yeah I think it's a good idea, though.
0: I think it's a good idea. I just think that adoption is difficult. Right. That's, that's the hardest part in anything in ham radio.
1: Well, Sean continues to describe... He's still going. The top sections of the topic-specific pages could be a high-level description. Further down the page could be even more detailed. And by the end of the topic page, there could be relevant equations, links to white pages and publications on the topic. Yeah, Suggestions for experiments one could use to dive in further. That approach would be welcoming to newcomers just to get started while also providing a clear path forward to getting extremely technical if one is interested. That is a wiki. That's a wiki. Yep.
0: Yeah, I it, just imagine how hard okay, there there's so many aspects of this. There's marketing that's that's implied new hams how do you market to new hams how do you get new hams to find your website you got to get it ranked on google how do you get it ranked on google well you got to get a lot of people to look at it or you got to get a lot of keywords that rank or you got to get a lot of creators that reference it and then say you should go look at this right that it becomes a thing that becomes the google of ham radio that's very difficult that's That's very hard very hard
1: (laughs) and not without many arguments. Sean's last segment is on marketing.
0: Oh, here we go. Okay, good.
1: Having a single amazing interactive learning resources contributed to by many members within Mm -hmm. the ham radio community with careful curation can make it much easier to market the hobby to new potential hams since they wouldn't be forced to find needles in a haystack attempting to sift key information from far too many available resources. Marketing efforts could be distributed across several different ham adjacent activities and tailored to each. For example, emergency preparedness and grid independence for preppers and rural Great idea. residents, Great. soda and or APRS yep. for hikers, groups teaching wilderness skills, and hiking retailers. Imagine if ham radio information was available at, at REI. Long distance data communications from sensors, from environmental and geological researchers, mobile operators for overlanders and off-roaders, and retailers of those accessories, scientific applications for STEM clubs at university, ACM, IEEE, Society of Women Engineers, National Society of Black Engineers, Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, etc., and potentially technical electives offered by faculty and lecturers who are hams, and obviously many more activities that are essentially their own markets. That would obviously need to be coupled with widespread efforts to normalize the hobby and get it in front of more of the public, reality TV series, more celebrities embracing the technologies, (laughs) etc. But every effort could potentially help. The last thing I want to wrap up this very long email with is beer. For anyone <laughs> yes! in Southern right. California yes. in the general area of the Inland Empire who doesn't already have field day plans. Is he in the IE?
0: Is that what Sounds he's
1: like it. Yeah. The Ham Radio Club I recently joined, Citrus Belt Amateur Radio Club. Good for you. The Citrus Belt is the IE through Anaheim Is is what I believe the Citrus Belt to be. And mm-hmm. Sean, you're going to have to correct me, but... The IE has UC Riverside, which is my alma mater. Who, if anybody who has ever had cuties mandarin oranges, that was created at UC Riverside.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's a claim to fame right there. Yeah, because cuties are pretty awesome. You (laughs) ever hucked one of those things out of a moving vehicle at a?
1: Why would I ever do that? Pretty awesome. Why would? Let me tell you. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So the Citrus Belt Amateur Radio Club managed to arrange a new location for its field day event this year. Wait for it, Hangar Twenty Four Brewery Smart. in Redlands.
0: Smart
1: man, do I love Redlands? I can't even tell you how I much not I love know Redlands. That you love Redlands? Yes, really? Redlands is probably one of my favorite cities in the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. It has all of this. Old charm, like old town charm. It has a downtown that is Was that the that town we really went through we like, how does
0: this place exist? That's not no, Redlands, right? No, no,
1: okay. Redlands is actually kind of close to Loma Linda, too. So it has its oh, okay. own like medical area. Okay, so
0: they got a little money coming in. They're making, yeah. you know, they got some stuff going on. But
1: Redlands, we, that actually, Darren, who, you know, has some of his music Sonic on your D. channel. Sonic D. He was the first one to take me out to Redlands, and we would go bar hopping out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were a couple of...
0: This is pre-Josh.
1: Yes. It was in my very early 20s. We call that the uh, (laughs)
0: BJ. (laughs) (laughs) Call it the BJ. And
1: we would go out there, and just the, the entire feel of that downtown area is fantastic but they've got great schools um and this i actually really like this and uh i'm hoping that other other listeners of the podcast have this club local to them too but 4-h that area of southern california has a lot of 4H clubs. Pomona for kids. has a big 4H. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's kind of rare as you get closer to the coast, obviously, because there's not the Yeah, the that's farmland. that's
0: a really good point because I am staunchly pro 4H, yeah. but I'm also like hardcore technology. It's I, tough. It, like there's not really a, a Redlands is
1: a good place for that. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh,
0: very good. Okay.
1: That I like is that. uh that is somewhere if we were to leave this area.
0: Oh my god, you're crazy. Redlands? Really? That's that's where we would go?
1: You're I mean, getting we further away
0: s- from weather. You're just getting into hot. Just, just all hot, all the time.
1: Redlands also has a very beautiful fall foliage. Oh my god. Because <laughs> that's what we have. We have fall foliage. Yeah. We have spring. We have summer. <laughs>
0: Our trees are just so like... We don't really have winter. They don't know what to do. They're like, yeah. it's slightly colder... Activate Let's the colors. colors. Okay, good. Yeah, exactly, Sean. Uh, you had you have written a wonderfully complex email, and you have pulled out many completely accurate and true points. The question you have to ask is: How do you fund all of this? How do you get big brands on board? How well, do you he get already thought that out.
1: He's he, kind of the the brands would fund some of them. No, no, no,
0: no, no. That's not no, 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 no. That's not what I said. Okay. No, I said how do you get the brands on board? Uh, fair enough. You don't walk up to a brand and say, "Hey, I want you to pay for this." thing. <laughs> you got to do better than that. You got to do better than that. And I know. I think he knows that. I think he knows that. Yeah. And also, you got to get the creators on board because the creators are already doing YouTube. And there's ads there, right? I mean, there are, uh, so and we have Patreon, is, and we have the other things that yeah. support the, the su- they support the particular mission of the creator directly.
1: And ham radio is so varied that of every course. creator has a, an area of ham radio that they are really interested
0: in. Yeah, and and I think that what your belief is is that you will create this shell, and that. It, it's it, this is not the and it field will of user dreams. Populate. This is not the field of dreams. If you create it, they won't necessarily come.
1: Well, you have they to don't need to come, to Josh. Come. They don't need to come. Well,
0: no, he wasn't talking about scraping. Though he was making a, it doesn't a wiki even argument. need to be.
1: But the wiki is also user populated. It doesn't need to be the content creator. No, but that's it. Could be hams who want to contribute to this database, and well, they don't have to be YouTube creators. Yeah, but
0: then then you run into another problem. If the other problem is people are taking other people's blogs, blogs are like YouTube videos. There are
1: ads attached. But you would link out to them. Mm-hmm. It would be references. If it's Whoever, a link
0: out specifically, sure. But
1: that's how Wikipedia works. Somebody well, paraphrases then, and then they link out with a reference. But then
0: we run back to another problem. Google is already doing this aggregation for you and people are but already But it's not doing,
1: curated.
0: It doesn't matter. I can curate with my searches.
1: Not really.
0: Yeah, really. Or, and if I'm wrong that I can't curate researches, I don't really know that because I'm still getting hits and those hits may have information closely adjacent to what I'm looking for. So, he is talking about creating a platform that has to get in front of many people. It has to be the first thing that shows up in the search. I think you
1: underestimate engine. the passion of hams to share their knowledge.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that it that this particular undertaking can become difficult. And, and I don't think he, I, I, he didn't underrepresent it as being difficult. I don't I didn't think I don't he think knows he that. But I, I. You have to appreciate that most hams are just like, I want to do the technical. I want to make the contacts. I want to get in the field. The fact I'm even going so far as to typing this up, you should all thank me for my contribution that I am doing. I I don't think think all hams feel that way. I think
1: there's lots of Elmering that that goes on in the ham radio community. That's not...
0: I I didn't say they're not Elmering. I didn't say that. I said that... At the time you get them at the content creation point of view, they're already kind of spent a lot of that gas getting to that point.
1: And what I'm saying is I don't know that it needs to be content creators so much it needs to be hands that are passionate about Elmering to create a wiki.
0: Yeah, but now you got to get the hams that want Elmer understanding what it is to do a wiki. And make this I, thing.
1: I, I think maybe you're underestimating
0: I don't think I'm underestimating at all. I think I am being the right amount of skeptical. Skeptical. <laughs> I'm not I'm not selling anybody short. I appreciate that everybody has a desire to put things out there or collate a really good, you know, tree of content. Okay. But I have also personally stood up three wikis in my life in highly technical fields, and it can be very painful. Sure, We have strong early adopters, people that, that fundamentally are with it, and then we have people that just don't
1: get it. You end up getting these sections where it's like, this is a point of, of uh, disagreement,
0: <laughs> and then, dot, yeah, dot, the dot.
1: grounding section. Some people believe this. Other people believe this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm doing the best I can uh, because I'm trying to be objective. You know, yeah. th- that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: So Sean wraps up. If you're in the area Saturday, June 26th, then like Beer and Ham Radio, drop by and say hi. We should be there. That we is the Citrus Belt Amateur Radio Club. 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. 73 Sean K9 CSE. That's smart. Sean, if, if there were any other time that field day were happening i would love to go out there because i do love hangar 24 yeah we would
0: well. uh, we would we would hop out there we have a um,
1: and if you are in in the southern california area and haven't been to hangar 24 you should go that's that is a great score for that ham radio club because that is a very fun place to go. Um, we should be very, 24.
0: we have to be very cautious on field day this year. Why? You're talking about it.
1: Yeah, I am trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. Very careful. Very careful. You guys are in for a surprise. <laughs> You're
0: in for something. I don't know if it's going to work out the way I plan it, but
1: I doubt, I doubt it'll work. It, out I doubt it. I yeah. doubt it too, mm-hmm. but we're going to mm-hmm. try. Highly doubt. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of my thwarting you. Yes. But, <laughs>
0: At every step of the way.
1: Thank you, Sean. Very awesome email. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled "And hey,
0: don't lose faith. Keep going." Like sometimes you just have to be that driving force. You make really
1: the do. wiki, Sean. Yeah, just make do it, it, man.
0: I'm not discouraging you. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm, I'm I'm trying to point out what I think are the obvious pitfalls in what you're saying. So push forward. Just appreciate that you may not get the immediate reaction that you're expecting. You will get a reaction from some folks, and I think that's great. Focus on those folks as your core people. Work with them, leverage them, get them to understand how it works, and push forward.
1: The next email is titled, Greetings from South Texas, and this is from Rob. And hey, as a side note, Texans are Texan friends. I'm so sorry that you guys are going through this power grid issue again.
2: Oh, that's this,
0: terrible! What would you rather? Would you rather go through a power grid issue when it's super cold
1: or super hot? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's if it's super hot, mm-hmm. you can't take off any more clothes. Correct. Correct. But if it's super cold, you that put On could an HRCC hoodie. No, but it could literally kill you.
0: The heat can kill you. The heat kills people.
1: Every yeah, year. but the cold can impact roads.
0: The heat can impact roads.
1: I mean, I understand the tire melting thing, but
0: and also asphalt melting.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think it angers me more. You're that spending they a would... lot
0: of time to answer this very simple question of what would you prefer: a, a power outage issue in the cold or a power oh, heat outage heat issue is in the heat? Is
1: for me actually.
0: Really? You'd go with the heat? Just go hop in a pool. You make it sound so easy, like you're pool adjacent.
1: I could just spray myself with a hose. <laughs> <laughs> I just go water my plants. But that's and... a
0: temporary
1: solution. Sure,
0: sure. With cold, it's just cold. <gasps> Either way, more, it's a... more splatters.
1: Texas, you guys have been through a lot. I am you guys so have. sorry. Yeah, you guys have. I... That's true. And the fact that a uh, state that is so f- focused on defending the rights to be free the fact that your electrical company has basically co-opted your thermostats is outrageous to me
2: yeah
0: this might go back to that whole power i mean that, that that was what caused part of the issue is that that power they they have like the texas power consortium thing
1: yes yeah, so they have ERCOT. And, Arcot
0: is that what it's called? Yeah, and oh, Liz, Arcot basically said
1: gone. that in the winter when this went down they said, "Oh, we're just not made for the cold weather." Well, you're in summer now. We're not that, made for Arcot. the cold weather. Either, what weather were you made for exactly? You know? So, uh
0: everybody tells us to move thoughts to Texas. And, prayers, and then thoughts this and happens prayers. and we're like, eh,
1: Boston prayers, Texas. I do like uh, that. No, I will say California is not that much better off. No. We have power issues out here. We have well, and,
0: and critical
1: peak pricing with yeah. where the price of electricity skyrockets right. during high demand times. And right. we have brownouts. Yes. You know, where not just our AC is being controlled. We just don't have power. Right. You know, but the fact that Texas has dealt with the terrible winter situation while in the middle of a pandemic and now not being able to control the thermostats when they're in the middle of a heat wave that i'm so sorry yeah that's tough so rob says as
0: i pour my next cold beverage
1: highland josh you're gonna you're gonna jinx us knock on wood power stay on
0: i'm fine i'm prepared (laughs)
1: Josh, not that I'm a big kid or anything, but what do you hope Tiger Mom will give you for Father's Day?
0: Nothing. Nobody needs to get me anything. It's true. I've been telling my wife and kids and everybody, like, no one needs to get me anything. Um,
1: That's not how Tiger Mom rolls.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm particularly picky enough. Like, I've always been a very picky person. Yes. Very picky to buy anything for.
1: You are aggravating to buy gifts for
0: but also at the same time I'm kind of at the point now where I literally buy the things that turn into videos on sure. the channel or they're going into the shack or they're becoming part of like something that I will make content of it's a
1: it's a problematic entitlement that you have now entitlement yes
0: <laughs> I'm entitled
1: that you think you can freely buy whatever you need because you can turn it into a video. <laughs>
0: I think it was, I think it was you who, who told me about taxes and how that works and that if I'm using the thing in a video, yeah, but you've still
1: spent the money.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, of course, one must spend. Okay. One must spend.
1: I feel like maybe you're. This not all goes back to my. This, go,
0: this all goes back to my favorite word, works. spaving.
1: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> So I actually did buy Josh something for Father's Day. Uh, I bought it off of Amazon, and I'm a little frustrated because for the past two weeks, I have bought things either with one-day delivery prime or two-day delivery prime, and nothing has gotten here on time. And mm-hmm. in the case of Josh's gift, it actually got canceled on the way here. Wow. Yeah. I And I was so upset because it was supposed to be here by today and now it looks like i didn't get you a gift but i can absolutely show you receipts because <laughs> i ordered it already it's okay i'm not mad yeah no it's fine i Rob put a says, go box
0: together did you see my go box
1: i did let's call I did. that my
0: my father's day <laughs>
1: Rob says, Dilemma, a few days ago, my wife asked me what I wanted for Father's Day. At first, I said nothing, but then my mind started racing.
0: I said, an Mm. ICOM IC705.
1: (laughs) There could be an opportunity here. Yes. About that time, a local ham mentioned on our buy-sell trade net that he was selling his Kenwood TS520 for $325. The seller keeps his equipment in top shape, so I know it would be good. Hmm, maybe this is not a coincidence. Mm. And I'm going to take a quick detour because Rob sent another email, a follow up. Um, about the Kenwood uh, TS-520, Father's Day President. It turns out his youngest son wanted to go shopping with him and buy him the radio. And it ruined his plans. That's why his wife was disappointed. But another way to look at it, my buying it, he bought it. Surprise, surprise. Good, Saved us a six-hour drive to the nearest, nearest ham radio outlet. I've been saving up for an HF rig, Rob says, thinking Yesu FT-891 or ICOM 7300. Plus, I have two sons getting married within the next five months, so the smart play would be to wait until after the weddings to move on to a radio, if I have any money left. I guess it would be more expensive if I I had two daughters getting married. Oh, that's true. Well,
0: actually, nowadays, I don't know that it matters that much.
1: Yeah, we paid for our own wedding. Yeah. and. and I actually, I I said that to my friend recently. And she was like, you paid for your own wedding? We we split it, but my husband's family was, you know, less affluent. So it fell on my family to pay for more of it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Why didn't you pay for your own wedding? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? That's,
0: that's a really interesting point. Like, we didn't ask anybody for any money for a wedding. We just paid
1: for it. Oh, that's because I'm a control freak oh yes people offered parents offered money but i said no because
0: now you don't have hand
1: yes
0: (laughs) you can make no choices yeah
1: and i mean i obviously did take into account everybody's suggestions Mm -hmm. but i wanted
0: but then at the end i said screw you i'm going my way
1: in the end i did right there, well we did well no we were we, we, very we were very traditional. respectful I think we were very we respectful. made we made sure everybody was happy but i didn't ever want to be in the position where i felt like i had to do something mm-hmm. versus and it was my and
0: that's how i got to play my wild uh, open bar card
1: yes <laughs> the open bar
0: card still i think the best decision
1: I, I know you think,
0: and that. also I don't the think, worst decision.
1: I don't think I would have been groped on my wedding day by somebody yeah. other there was, than. There the was groom. plenty of
0: people. There was plenty of people who outed themselves as bad friends yes. at our wedding that yeah. that then we don't talk to, and then there was plenty of people who are amazing family members who did not know the joy of an open bar with a blender.
1: Yes, daiquiris abound.
0: Daiquiris and margaritas for all the mothers, which was fantastic versus just Remy Martin and Sprite, which is what they knew before.
1: I or was Henny. not aware that people still now expected parents to cover weddings. I guess it
0: depends on how young you are.
1: I mean we that's got true. married we, we that's were older true. when we got married yeah that's true you
0: know that we we were already established in our careers when we got married
1: but I mean parents now are expected to pay for a lot of things. I don't, I don't want to pay
0: for our children's anything
1: what? College.
0: And I'll, I'll college i'll give him college i'll give him college but i'm not paying for a wedding
1: no no well i mean i think i'd pass down you would a ring oh okay that's fine
0: wait which ring what are you talking about
1: i would pass down probably my engagement ring and i have another to,
0: you would is that how that works the the wedding ring passes down from the groom's mother to the betrothed
1: there's usually like an heirloom that is passed down what? So I think I would pass down my engagement ring.
0: I've got some classic Zippo lighters. So it would be great what? to wear uh, <laughs> with a, with a, a dress. And know? I
1: actually have a diamond ring that my parents gave me um, when I was like in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they gave it to me as a benchmark. Like, don't accept a ring smaller than this.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All
1: right. And so I do have a ring for each boy. If that makes sense. And then theoretically, other like grandparents usually actually pass it on to uh, grandchildren for in terms of heirlooms. Sure. Okay. But, anyways, these the, are all uh, things you've said. Th- there is a very traditional way to pay for weddings, and it is like bride's family pays for the wedding, and groom's family pays for rehearsal.
0: This is all...
1: Yeah, it's all foreign to you. Yeah, this is all... You're something. like, I'm going to need to get some money right now. <laughs> okay. I've got to really save this up for the rehearsal dinner. Anyway, the I main just
0: want to get them through college. That's all I care about. Don't worry about the, that.
1: Fair enough. You just got to set that expectation right up front. <laughs>
0: I I don't know, man. This is this is a lot to hit me right now. This is just a lot.
1: We are pretty tipsy, I think. The vodka club soda is definitely hit harder than, <laughs> okay. than beer. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So Rob continues. Anyway, the main cons are that I have two left thumbs when it comes to electronics, so I would be more comfortable buying newer rigs. Plus, I watched a few videos about turning a 520, uh, and it's like they're speaking a different language. Pros, I would learn a whole lot about radios. It's in great shape, it's a classic that many hams got started with, and it's $325. Mm.
0: I thought they already bought it.
2: No.
1: This is, uh, he's he's following up about his, uh, I interjected his follow-up about the 520.
0: Did he buy it or not?
1: He did buy it. Oh, okay. As I read this, I can hear Josh in the background saying, buy it, buy it, buy it. So I just bought it. I got confirmation when I opened the door to the guy's ham shack tonight and immediately saw a Kenwood TS-590, an ICOM 7200, and a Baofeng. I thought of you guys. (laughs) Also, his ham shack... And I bought his
0: Baofeng and I left. I didn't buy anything else.
1: (laughs) And his ham shack is an RV. This is my dream. Stick the ham shack in an RV. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, oh, stick my ham shack yes. in an RV and get it out of that. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. that is your dream. Yes, that is your dream. <laughs>
1: Leo would like it because it's the tidiest ham check I've ever seen. His radios and meters are very neatly stacked in two different workstations. Josh would love it because there are radios galore and his antenna setup is incredible. Mm -hmm. You guys ought to buy an RV, paint ham radio crash course on it, and drive it around the country to all your favorite (gasps) ranches and parks. You might even have room for Ben and Edison. Nope.
0: Not after all the radios
1: after I bought it I went back to my wife I said remember when you asked a few days ago what you could give me for Father's Day well I think I have an answer I don't think that was the answer she was looking for (laughs) hope you guys have a great podcast Uh, actually one more point Rob has a t-shirt idea here is a t-shirt idea that could have a whole new dimension to HRCC I made a QSO with K1MAZ Nathan. Oh! (laughs) 73, Rob in Corpus Christi. Uh, KI5 GFL. Okay. Thank you, Rob.
0: So, Rob, I I hope you enjoy your radio. I hope that it is of working order and you're happy with it. That's the most important thing. And enjoy it. The price, not bad. Appreciate the price. I want to give a shout out. Um, Ria, who's I, I interviewed on the Ham Radio Crash Course, she has her own channel now. Um, Ria Jarum has ham. Well, it's a Ria's Shack Ham Radio is the channel. She did a video called "Which Ham Radios to Buy." Watch this before you buy, and she talks about how sometimes hybrid radios, classic hybrid radios, might not be. The right thing to pick up if you're starting out with hf radio because there is an appreciable amount of solid state components mixing with tube finals whatnot i don't know enough about that particular radio i just don't want you to get in a situation where you have to go through a difficult process in keeping it going it's kind of a funny thing you know, the, the ICOM IC7300, you can get them for 900 to to $1,000. Seems expensive, but when you factor in your cost and time, and you're dealing with other aspects of the radio, the problems of, of getting a radio up and running, that 7300 is not that expensive in the long run, and it's actually...
1: I love how you justify the prices well, of Radios. But, but so. it, it's very convenient to use <laughs> and
0: the hardware that you need to make your your Kenwood get onto digital is already in on board with the 7300. You and don't have to pay love, any more money.
1: And I love I mean I hate it. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, I I'm just saying. I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not discounting as uh his Deal making, that's I think that's a steal. awesome. It is a steal, those things sell for like $450, uh, no problem on eBay. So, yes, good. Just consider it's an older radio, you may run into some problems. I think
1: there's a little bit of clout to be had for I, being I able to operate an older radio. I think that's true,
0: and I think there's also a bit of like classic car. Keeping it on the road, keeping it running. I think there's you know, a bit of like prestige that goes along with that too. No, Josh, no didn't you
1: just bring home a super old radio? Yeah, but I'm not trying aesthetics. to rebuild it.
0: I'm not trying to build it right now. I'm not trying to rebuild that thing. That's there for like shack candy, we call it. It's, it's good
1: looking. Candy. That's a good looking vintage good looking. radio. Yeah.
0: It's a gone set com- uh communicator three. Yeah. Super super dumb. What's Gonset? set? Onset. That's the company.
1: Is it still in operation? No. Because it sold one-band radios?
0: Multiple. um, Multiple one-band radios. Yeah. At a two-meter and a six-meter version. Civil Air Defense, they were involved with.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool company. Very cool little history with those radios.
1: Well, it's really nice of Rob to mention... K1maz Nathan, mm-hmm. because we yep. are on our last email. <gasps> last and it email is from Nathan.
0: Nathan. Nathan. Nathan.
1: This is titled "Nathan is hailing you."
0: <laughs> this is a Star Trek reference. Yes.
1: Reference. Okay. <laughs> Hello, my ham buds. Just a quick email tonight. Thank you, Josh, for the feedback on my Chameleon MCOM 3 base setup and UHF and VHF radio in my car. Mm -hmm. You were reading my email as I was installing my Lido mount on my car. I was having difficulty attaching to my passenger floor seat bolt. It is at an angle and the wrench I had was too short. I had to fight with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It finally got attached. I have included my setup photo in this email, which I will drop in the Discord uh, channel for HRCC Podcast. I know Josh uses a hat to cover the displays in his car, so I have my own take on it.
0: He, he watched the video.
1: A baby polo shirt and baseball cap. Class it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Josh, very nice go box setup, and I'm sure you will use it well. I hope you will be able to do some park activations. I was able to, a few days ago, with the help of a fellow ham, get a contact in Vermont for both parks on the air and for his work, all states, on QRZ. From the email requesting assistance to radio contact was only about six to seven hours since I was at work when I got the email. I'm glad I could help. Did you talk about what went in your go box already?
0: Yes. Yes. Great. The video went up.
1: Fantastic. Yep. I just need to get the base box for my EFH, is that right? EFHW up onto my roof and attach a pole. And half
0: wave. Yeah.
1: Okay. Attach a pole to the side of the roof to affix to it. It will be somewhat of a slope. Then I have it on a plastic clothesline pulley and then back at an angle to a short pole in the yard. Work in progress. I also had a visitor when I was testing my NFED half-wave. See, photo attached. It's my neighbor's cat. Let me...
0: Okay, we're look at it? That cat. is an
1: adorable cat. I will post all of these pictures. What kind of
0: cat is it? Show me the cat.
1: God, Josh, you me just, me just cat. love cats so
0: much. I like other people's cats. Yeah, it's a cool-looking cat. <laughs> I don't... I. I I like cats, but I just don't like dealing with a little, like, cat box. I hate cat boxes. I hate it. I hate it. Did you know
1: that cats are one of the few domesticated animals that never needed to be domesticated?
0: They never wanted to be domesticated. No,
1: they opted to be domesticated. No, I don't think they did. What reason could we have for domesticating them?
0: They don't, well, I mean, they kill birds and stuff oh i see what you're saying they have no okay this goes back to my whole working discussion Mm -hmm. with dogs right those are applicable you you, they help out humans right make their lives easier cats do not cats are purely like aesthetics like purely living the aesthetics game
1: they are like one of the few if not the only animal that has been domesticated to their benefit with no benefit to a human.
0: Yeah, and then they mind poison you. What? You heard about the, like, the... the Oh, the, from their feces? The feces that, yeah. make, that that makes you want to clean up their feces?
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, it's not terrible. doing that game anymore. Yeah. Your hum- not about that. <laughs>
1: Nathan uh, finishes up. Your humble listener and constant contributor, K1MAZ, Nate the Great Boy Detective.
0: <laughs> Nate the Great snatching the last email well I think done like, nathan ha- we should probably like have a some tally kind board of running ta- like tally. tally
1: board to last it's
0: got to be like three now right it's more than three at this point yeah because i think he i think he lost it one week did he lose it one week or is he been holding it
1: i think he mm. lost it one week he did he did at least one week
0: but i think he's at least three going right now i think I'm sure he will correct us in the following yes, the next week email. Um yeah, so here here let me let me throw you a quick a quick line on the NFED wave. I know there are many people who give you all the lines of like, oh, it's a sloper, it's an inverted V, it's an inverted this, or a doing that, or a doing this or the otherwise. Here's my argument. What if like if you could only get the control box you know, 15 feet above your roof line. That's the control box. But what if like you took every little extra bit of wire and you ran that up into its own tree and you got the tree, like the wire just is super high up off the ground. Well, the first tree is 60 feet and the next one is another 60 feet. Well, great. Just throw it up there. Get it up as high as possible. It doesn't have to be a sloper. Just get it up and away as far away from your house as possible. If you okay. got trees that can do that and make that happen, you don't have to try and fit into a box of, like, oh, this is a sloper. Eh, don't worry about that. Just get, get the wire, the radiating wire, as high as possible and away from your home. That would be my argument. All right. All right.
1: Well, I guess we're... Uh Moving on. Thank you, Nathan, for the last email.
0: That's it. That's the last email. All right. So, Leia, boy, long podcast. I don't know how this is going to end up. It's time. I'm pretty tipsy. It's time for Leia's journey <laughs> into the general license.
1: Is that what we're calling it now?
0: I, I think it's a journey. I think it's a journey. What would you call it? A foray? <laughs> I'll
1: just start the test. Okay. Thank you. I'm on question 18 of 35. Which of the following antenna types will be most effective as a near vertical incidence yes. sky wave? in Invis.
0: N-V-I-S, yes. In this. Okay.
1: Antenna for short skip communications on 40 meters during the day. A, a vertical antenna placed one-fourth and one-half wavelength above the ground. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: B, a right-hand circularly polarized antenna. (laughs) C, a left-hand circularly polarized antenna. Uh Uh-huh. D, a horizontal dipole placed between one tenth and one fourth wavelength above the ground.
0: Take take your time. Somebody commented, you're not taking enough time to answer these questions.
1: Take your time. Work through.
0: I'll well, fill it the says, dead air.
1: It says near vertical. Yeah,
0: near vertical. So that means it's wave.
1: horizontal, right?
0: Uh, well, Leah, we have talked about this antenna enough that the fact that we're even at this point and you're walking through it is a little scary to me.
1: I'm so sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> <I> <laughs> the we, only thing I can think is that about- Dark put a a meme picture in the Discord that had Invis with Insync under it as a short. yeah 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 and then there was the dx
0: yeah so how would you do short if what does short mean how how does invis work nvis how does it work we've talked about this so many times
1: have we really
0: yes so many times (laughs) yes
1: like on the podcast or in on your, the podcast in your also life I just
0: wake up and I'm screaming it like I wake <laughs> up from a cold sweat like sleep I'm like my wife needs to know this it's very important. Hmm.
1: Well, I think you might be really disappointed. What
0: do you What are you thinking? Like, what are you thinking in your head right now? Looking at these questions.
1: I think it's either A or D.
0: You're correct.
1: It says near vertical. I would normally just go A, a vertical antenna, uh-huh. but it says near vertical, which means it's not vertical, which means it has to be horizontal. Okay. And that's what I'm going to pick. Yay! A horizontal dipole. Okay. Between 110 and one fourth wavelengths, I'll repeat above this the again.
0: The dipole is a horizontal, meaning that the RF is coming out from the broad, it's perpendicular from the dipole element, right, right, right. the RF. The closer you bring it to ground, that Uh just shoots the RF vertical. Right. And it goes up vertical, it hits the atmosphere, and it comes back down almost vertical. Yes. So all that propagation Uh is close in local comms. Yes. It's for like mcom many other things but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i guess i i I find it bizarre that you want to bounce it when like for local communications you should theoretically be able to use line of sight but that's fine
0: but the vertical won't do that on hf bands on 40 meters the vertical will bounce over everybody's heads the rf will just come flying right out of it you're not hearing them
1: Okay. What is a good amateur practice if propagation changes during a contact and you notice interference from other stations on the frequency?
0: Scream at them.
1: A. Report the interference to your local amateur auxiliary coordinator. That is like the Karen answer. (laughs) Yes, that's right. B. Increase power to overcome interference. C, tell the interfering stations to change frequency, get off my lawn. <laughs> Said
0: the- okay. All right. right. I like what you're throwing out. I like the, na- the new narrative that you're adding to this. This is good.
1: D, attempt to resolve the interference problem with the other stations in a mutually acceptable manner. I mean, the good person answer is D. Right? Yeah. Yes.
0: The good person answer. Yes.
1: hmm Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And Nailed that was correct. Yeah. That was correct. That's correct. What you is... You didn't
0: have to tell me, I'm a good person.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. You're a very good person. Thank you. Yeah.
2: hmm
1: You're like a good combination of both being hardworking while also being very smart it's I, it's nice. It's nice.
0: On the D and D, like um, I, I generally go for chaotic neutral is kind of the sometimes chaotic good.
1: Yes, I believe that about you. Yeah, that's what generally did you say I, I was?
0: was. Uh, probably true neutral.
1: True neutral. Yeah. What makes somebody true or versus... lawful neutral? Lawful what makes neutral. somebody lawful? Because ne- I follow the rules. Is that
0: Uh, lawful? Good is like law follower, then also doing it for the betterment of society. Okay. If you say you're you're lawful, neutral, or or true neutral, um, you. Generally, will do things for the good of society, whether it is right or wrong in the eyes of the law.
1: Yeah, because the, yes. laws, the laws are written by people. Yeah, yeah. So. Whereas there is actually a true good and a true bad.
0: Correct. Well, yeah. y- you would argue that.
1: Yeah, and you actually have to understand what is neither good nor bad to understand what is good and what is bad. Outside of society's confines.
0: Right. And sometimes I just like to watch things burn a little bit.
1: Mm, True that. (laughs) Sometimes. Okay. What is the most common frequency shift for RIDI emissions in the amateur HF bands? A, 85 hertz, B, 425 hertz, C, 170 hertz, or D? 850 hertz. Wait, what was the question?
0: I didn't hear the question.
1: What is the most common frequency shift for RIDI emissions on the amateur H-off bands? And I'm just going to go with the smallest one, mm. which is A85 hertz. And nope. that's wrong because it's 170 hertz, yeah. which is the second smallest.
2: Mm.
0: Not, it's not that small.
1: Yeah. Okay. There's some substance. How many states does a three-bit binary counter have? I don't even know what a binary counter is. Okay. A3, B8, C6, D16. I'm going to go with multiples of three. Okay. Because that makes sense to me. And binary means two. Okay. And there's three bits. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with six. And that is wrong because it's eight and that doesn't even make mathematical sense. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Tell me what a binary counter is and why it's even relevant.
0: I'm trying to figure out how we get to eight out of three. Because it's it's... wrong. (laughs) Hold on. I'm trying to get get there.
1: What's wrong with my logic? Three bit binary. That's two. Mm -hmm. That should make six. Hmm. I I don't know.
0: Three bit binary counter. So, what is so a far, binary
1: counter, though? Let's start there. So
0: binary is is a one and a zero, right? And so if you said three bit,
1: but there's like no context. What? Uh, how many states does a three bit binary counter have? What is that even in relation to?
0: Well, I mean, it's all the permutations of three. With a two-bit binary,
1: but what does it do? Is this like power? Yeah, it's a switch.
0: At the end of the day, a a binary something is a switch. It's either a zero or one, powered on or powered off. So if you had three, so the the if I had three, then you'd have the ones bit. So that would be so. Was it six plus on and off? No, I mean, their binary state would be on and off, right? So you'd have three bits, and then on and off. Usually, so in an 8-bit, so 8-bits generally is where you get to the 8th number in binary. Binary being the 8th bit, because the first one is going to be 1 or 0, then a 2, then a 4, and then an 8, So it's either on or off for that, and then it's a permutation of that. So you could have
1: oh, it's an exponent. It's it's binary is two, so it's two times two times two, which is eight.
0: Right, but that's a three. So that's the part I don't understand.
1: It's three. It's two to the exponent of three,
0: which is eight. No, that's not eight. That's a qubit. That's that's cubed. Two
1: times two times two Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is eight. So it's not a multiplication, it's an exponent.
0: I'm I'm overcomplicating this.
1: Okay, I get it now. Thanks.
0: Leah's good. Uh, She's good, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. I I can tell you binary what the number would be, but the eighth, the the, the 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 four spot. But the
1: bits are apparently the exponent. Right, So if if I had four
0: numbers, the fourth bit would be eight. So the first one is a one or a zero. The second one is a two or zero. Okay, so let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If it
1: was a four bit, Mm -hmm on a binary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it would be 16.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it no, is an exponent. It. You got it. You got it. Okay. Yep. You got it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for explaining it that way. You <laughs> helped me answer your own question. So wait. Yeah, that's good.
1: How is the directional antenna pointed when making a long path contact with another station? A, 180 degrees from the station's short path heading. B toward the north, C, toward the rising sun, D, along the the gray line. A directional antenna when making the long path contact.
0: Yeah, think this one out. This might be a good one where you take some time and, and think about it a little bit.
1: But so if you, I, if you and I, if you and I are if
0: you and I are uh, three hundred miles away from each other and we're it's talking, a
1: one hundred and eighty degrees from yes. the station's short path heading. Yes. Great. That's five, right? I don't
0: that's know. Five? I don't know. It feels like four.
1: It feels like four?
0: Yeah, because you got mm-hmm. two right. You failed the fir- You failed the third one, and then you got that one.
1: I mean, I didn't fail. I just got it wrong.
0: You failed. <laughs>
1: What is the interaction between high standing wave ratio (SWR) and transmission line loss?
0: Yes, good question.
1: A high SWR makes it difficult to measure transition uh, transmission line loss. B high SWR reduces the relative effect of transmission line loss. C there is no interaction between transmission line loss and SWR. D If a transmission line is lossy, the (laughs) high SWR will increase the loss.
0: Okay. So, lossy means that when I'm putting power through it, Mm -hmm. it's being lost through the imperfections in that transmission line. Okay, well, it's D. You got it? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So. Lossy
1: lossy is not a word.
0: Yeah, it is. Totally a word. Lossy is not a word. Yes, it is. No. Yeah, it is. It, it's both a word for transmission lines and also for audio and compression. Wow. Lossy audio compression. Yeah, it's absolutely the word. It's just slang. Well, I guess it, it's a slang word that has become a real word. You could probably Webster's that, I bet. Lossy. All right. Fair enough. Right on. All right. So a couple of things to mention before we get into the main show topic. I want to remind everybody Huntsville Hamfest is coming up. I hope you all, if you can swing it, are going to head out there because it's going to be a lot of fun. There are (laughs) all the YouTubers that I know of are going to be there and it's going to be a lot of fun to to be able to hang out with you guys in person. It's been far too long that we have not been able to do that. This is going to be like the first time we're really going to be able to collect in mass and make that happen. So I hope you check that out. Of course, field day is next weekend. If you don't have plans yet, That's okay. Um, Work from home if you can, but what I would recommend is see if there is a a local club in your area, somewhere that you can go, hang out with them, learn the ropes, have a little bit of fun. That would be very cool. I think that would be recommended. Okay. So what is the show topic for today?
1: What is the show topic?
0: If I had to do it all over again, what radios would I buy? Ooh. So just just focusing on the getting the things done that I like to do, what would I buy? Right off the bat, two bowfangs.
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. so and, and let me explain why. I, I still don't think that there is a there is a cheaper, more effective radio to buy at the price point. If it's my own money, if I'm putting it down, I, I, I would rather have two bowfangs than one. Any other radio at this point that's in that price point. Seriously. With that said, if then also I decide that I might want to experiment with satellite radio, well, I have two Baofangs. I can go buy an aero antenna with two inputs, two outputs, two separate cables, connect to that aero antenna, and then I would have a radio for receiving the satellite communication and another radio for transmitting on. Right there. I'm maximizing my technician capability. My antenna now costs more than both of my belfegs. So that was kind of the idea behind that. So yeah, it's cheesy a bit, but I think it's actually the right answer. Now, as as far as like talking about the the going further down into HT land, I am still kind of perplexed why we don't have a really good standout middle of the road sub two hundred dollar ht i've talked about the wushan uh the kg9 all the variants of the kg9 you really
1: surprisingly liked the wushin
0: i do because i think in in many ways it is the spiritual successor to the ft60 which is a yesu radio by the way the ft60 still exists and it's a fantastic radio a little bit old getting a little bit older FT70 is also an option but I am I am always struggling with the power complexities with that radio. Dom, uh admin on the Ham Radio Crash Course mentioned that his radio has killed, not depleted, but killed two HT batteries, his FT70. Wow. Like made them no longer work. They are dead now. That is tough for me to support completely and I I, it it bumps me out because I think it's a good radio but but yeah on the high end of it you know we've lost the the Kenwood D74 it may come back in the future but the FT3DR is still a fantastic radio and if I was if I was going down deep in the in the HT rabbit hole again doing this all over again the FT3 would be the solid choice I absolutely love that radio love that radio okay so mobiles now talking about mobile radios to this day the tyt 9800 is still one of the most consistent radios i've ever had to work with operate on whatever it's been in my car for my truck for over five years This goes back way in the beginning of when we were doing the emails, the the complaint that it's only FM. Yeah, it's only FM. I don't use it on on 10 meters or 6 meters. I use it for 2 meters and 70 centimeters. It is very inexpensive, very easy to use, generally easy to use. Uh, Some of the interfacing with its programming cable is kind of a pain in the butt. Price-wise, though, you are not any really that much further away from my second pick, and I would basically make them almost equal, the ICOM 2730A. ICOM 2730A is a fantastic mobile radio. Very moderately priced for what you get. It is a simple 2-meter, 70-centimeter radio. Very easy to use. It's just straight up a 2-meter, a two, a 2 70-centimeter radio. Now, then, to throw on what my kind of favorite is in this space of mobile radios, it's the FTM-400. The Yaesu FTM-400 is a fantastic mobile radio. Hmm. It is APRS right out of the box. It just works. You can turn on wideband receive on it, and you get tons of wideband receive capability. Won't transmit outside of the handbands, but that's okay. Um, you can maybe modify it. I don't know. I haven't done that to mine. But also a very solid radio. Lots of fun to use. I think very straightforward to use. I've never had to crack open the uh, instruction manual on that radio once since I've owned it. So that's that's high praise for me. I will give the honorable mention to the Kenwood TMD710GA, which is their mobile radio that also does APRS. I am a very strong APRS guy. I love APRS. I think it is possibly my favorite VHF, UHF mode of operation. So that's why I rank it so highly. Um, with that said, the Kenwood, obviously going through some trouble with their supply and manufacture. You're not necessarily going to be able to pick up many Kenwoods these days. So that makes it a little bit difficult. Okay. So now we're moving into HF.
1: Oh man. That's a lot of radios that you would buy.
0: <laughs> no, I, I was giving options. I was giving more expensive options, cheaper options. I, I, th- I think I've given an appreciable amount of options. HF. By the way, when we're talking about antennas, I, I didn't mention antennas. I'll go back really quickly. The Baofeng, I mentioned the Aero antenna, but you should get yourself a signal stuff. Signal Stick, the link is in the description. On a mobile, I am kind of a diamond guy. I use the diamond mounts, diamond antennas. Relatively inexpensive. You'll be out the door for under $100, I think, depending on what you get if you go to Ham Radio Outlet. Uh, Okay, HF. I'm kind of getting to the point where I would say one of two things. If you have a pretty decent budget, I would say Icom 7300. That would be my starting point. I don't think I'm surprising anybody by that. If you're unsure if you're going to like HF, I think the answer is the Shegu G90. Huh. The reason really? why. The reason why I say the Shegu G90 is you get 20 watts output, which is at least 10 watts above every other QRP radio. And you get all the features you'd want in an HF radio that makes getting on HF easy, particularly when you're starting out. The, uh, the, the spectrum display for your SWR, the SWR display with the sweep, all that stuff is very, very valuable. It has a very good tuner in it. You get 20 watts, which I appreciate 20 watts is much less than 100 watts. I get that, but... I don't think you're completely outgunned that you won't make contacts if you were QRP only. So 5 watts QRP only is one S unit under 20 watts output, which I think is, is an appreciable amount of power. With that said, if you did go with the 7300, which I suggest you do, or you went with the G90 and then ultimately went from the G90, you said, yep, this HF stuff is for me. I really enjoy it. And you upgraded from the G90 into a 7300 or maybe a Yesu 991. I don't know. The great news is that G90 is is a portable, capable radio right out of the box.
1: And you can go in a woods with you it. You could
0: go in a woods with it. You could <laughs> take that for Poda. You could take that for Soda. You could take that for whatever you're going to do. And that would be your portable radio. And arguably, I think you will be better off with a G90 in the field than a QRP radio in the field. I think you'll be a little bit more immune to some of the chaos of the antennas that you can put up that are not fantastic for many situations, but those are my thoughts. Otherwise, otherwise, completely otherwise, big shout out to the DX Commander. Get yourself a DX Commander Classic antenna. That, I think, would be the perfect match with a 7300 in almost all cases. I think that, barring hardcore HOA restrictions, I think you could probably get away with a nice DX Commander Classic set up in the backyard or wherever, uh, run the coax to your your station. I think you'd benefit from that greatly. So those those are my picks. I, I know that I probably missed some things. If, if, you, if you're a dyed-in-the-wool Morse code operator, well, then that's a different set of solutions. There, there, are, there are so many other radios that I love deeply, but if, if you were asking me if I were to start this over again and I, I didn't have a lot of time under my belt, I just wanted to get up and running, those would be the, the radios I would buy. That would be it. What do you think?
1: I don't think you should buy any more radios.
0: I already own all these radios.
1: Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's good. I got it all.
1: Fantastic. Okay.
0: Well, we we thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it, and the fact you listen and send us your feedback means a lot to us. And again, that feedback, you can send us at leah at com. You can check out the show notes for any of the links we mentioned during the show, yep. including the amazon a store which if you buy anything on there we are amazon affiliates and so any purchases you make including things completely unrelated to ham radio we do get a bit of the cut on and so we we do appreciate that but we i did include my curated list for the ham radio go box so if you're interested in doing something like that those links are there so check it out tell me your thoughts and yeah i i just want to say a big thank you again to everybody we really do appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, I'll be streaming here tomorrow by the time you listen to this. So, with that said, 73. 73.